Blog Talk Radio. I'm 
Oh my God, my listeners are so funny. Because you know, I love it because everybody, the my little small group, my, my little small group, we are, we like that. I consider it a family, and so it's hilarious when they write me and say little stuff. That was funny. I had to laugh. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I, I gotta ask her why. Why did she say that? Okay, but I, but she put a laughing, you know, laugh emoji on it. But it, yeah, I hear you. Um, I still have not decided about the two. I have just really not. I, I don't know. I mean, like, you, because, you know, because it's looking out here, like, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm worried about are they going to shut down anything. So I'm looking at any of the cruises, like, coming in the next year. Like, is the cruises just going to be, I don't know. And then, you know, I have, I have one, uh, Girlfriend that's like, you know, still hanging on. I'm going to go. I'll go. Yeah, but I, no, two, two, still two. I don't know. This is a this is tough decision. <laughs> but you know what? I did hear an interview the other day. Maxwell did an interview. He's going to be in South Africa at some festival. And let me shout out to, I think it's Metro FM, a, a South African station. I happened to catch these down my timeline. I said, oh, listen, it was one, I don't know who the, the interviewer was. I didn't get his name. But one of the best natural interviews I have ever, ever heard. Don't know that. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably probe a little bit more. But he did such a great job. I felt as if he really, he didn't pass the Maxwell of the usual crap. Now, Maxwell is very well media trained in a weird way, you know. Like, Maxwell has this weird media trained thing that he does when he talks in circles. <laughs> and he makes you think he's doing it because he's nervous. I would, but I don't believe he's doing it because he's nervous. I think he finds he's found ways to talk. Because I've heard so many interviews with him, and he talks around. There's one interview I saw him, heard him really comfortable on. And it's this show I just happened to listen to anyway. I used to listen to all the time as an art show I used to listen to. From time to time. And he happened to be on there one time. And he sounded very comfortable on that show. Maybe because they, that he knew them or something. I I also heard of Tav, the Tavis one. Like the Tavis Nolly, because I listen to Tavis Nolly. I listen to that station all the time. So, yeah. but And it was good. But it was, and he talked about the cruise. I was like, oh, we're talking about the cruise now. Huh? <laughs> it's a, wow. We're actually talking about it. I was like, look at that. How cute is that? God, I wonder if Tavis knows about Sabrina. <laughs> I'm a kid. I had some people like me talking about, I did not know that. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have said that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm still thinking because of Sabrina Claudio. You know, that changed my mind a little bit. Because I was, no, I was, seriously. No, seriously. That did. I, it made me think a little different. I was like, mm, should I support this? You know, I'm, a, you know, I'm powerful too. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also a big Maxwell fan. So you're like, do you miss the cruise? Like, you know, the big Maxwell event? Do you miss that if you're a Maxwell fan? And I'm like, yeah, if you got a person on the boat, it's kind of, even though she apologized, if she ain't got no apology to it. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe feeling this. Yeah. 
And my girlfriend's like, well, we ain't got to go see her. I was like, you're a piece of baby. <laughs> I'll be back. I don't know. And I guess it's like, this, if he invited her, where do you think that he invited her? I was like, yeah. I don't, I said, I don't know. That's problematic, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's problematic. I don't know. Let's think on that. Yeah, but anyway, sidebar. So let me tell you about this interview. So he did interview Travis. The interview with Travis was good, but the South African guy was very great. I think, let me say this. I love the questions. He hit questions that I have never, I thought, I think Maxwell was really taken aback because Usually people stay away from Maxwell's, like, <laughs> childhood, family, and stuff like that. I would not. I would go straight for that jugular. But there, and the reason why is because I feel like it's, a, it's the most mysterious thing about him. Not that I want to know your mama's in his name, but I like to know stuff like, you know, have your mama ever been to a concert? <laughs> like, what do you think about all this? <laughs> you know, that's the highlight, you know. Does it tell something about you that's inter- rather interesting? I ain't got to know about who she is or anything like that. But I, I found it very deep that he went, he asked him. He seemed like he, he had very much read up on Maxwell. When he was Metro Estimate, you guys can hear this interview, so you my Maxwell uh, fans who listen to me out here. But it was a very good interview. He asked him some, like, how did he... How did he get started in music? And I find it interesting that he, he says that nobody in the family, I guess nobody in the family is musical. I find that hard to believe. Because most people I know that can sing, including myself, we are, most of our, a lot of sometimes our family members can sing too. Not all of, not all the time, but we usually, everybody usually, so I wonder who in that, in the family, maybe they just didn't tell him or maybe he just didn't know. It's very interesting. I maybe mean, from some maybe from maybe from another side of the family or something like that, but from from my family, it would be on my mom's side or on my my grandmother. From it's not one of my my grandmother's. I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I don't think it's yeah from my great grandparents to from my grandpa my grandmother's side my great grandparents my great great grandfather to see. And then my uh, my my grandmother can sing, my mom can sing, I can sing, my uncle can sing. His girls, one can sing, <laughs> and they're very musical. Right? So yeah, so I yeah I so I usually music is a hereditary. Sometimes it is, not all the time. So I, that was interesting. And uh, he, it was, he asked a lot of really good questions. I found for the first, like, three or four questions, I was like, wow, I really like that. I appreciated that interview. There's only one other interview <laughs> of Maxwell's that have gotten that personal inmate that I've ever, well, that's not true. I've heard one, maybe a, one more that kind of got a little, not much though, uh, but I did see. No, I read one personal article like a long time ago, and it's from a foreign entity. Listen, let me just tell you this: this we'll say y'all this, this because I'm just talking about my favorite right now. Even with Janet Jackson, some of the best Janet interviews I have ever heard have been or read were on, uh, like were on were outside of the USA. They do because those interviewers, they are not 
like American interviewers are very, um, unless you don't like it, unless you don't like a Wendy Williams. Like my, one of my favorite interviews, that's another one. That's probably the second one with Maxwell. Yes, 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 I, which I'll say in a minute. Unless you're Wendy Williams, and I'll go, go into that in a minute. Because since I'm finding something to talk about before we get into the VMAs and stuff. But if you, the second, Wendy Williams is one of those interviewers that, like, Wendy would go straight for the juggler, straight for the good stuff, you know. <laughs> like, she calmed down a lot on television, okay. But on the radio, whew, you know, she, 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 was, she was hardcore. I remember one time she had an interview with, like, Kelly Rowland. And, like, she was, like, says, they was, like, her soulmate was one ear. Like, how do you feel, like, to be a bad girl? It's, like, cold. It's, it's a cold ear. <laughs> it was cold as shit. That was years ago, okay? But that's how cold Wendy can be. But on the U, in the United States, you hardly find, except now you've got the new era of podcasters. Like, you know, you got Tasha K and people like that. But you hardly ever find people... And, and Jason, Jason Lee, Jason can be that way. Um, uh, you know, two of my favorite podcasts are still on, on, on YouTube, Sherelle, I love her. But I've never, I haven't heard Sherelle interview yet, but I like her and her husband. Um, there's so many great podcasters out here now. Podcasters are much better than the uh, real talk shows you see on television. <laughs> but, but I digress. But we, but the, but they. I think more podcasters are born out of the Wendy Williams uh, energy, and I see very. You don't see you see very few people in the United States ask those interesting questions. But on foreign soil, you tend to see uh, that happen. Like they ask, they and I don't know if they can get away with some of those those questions with entertainers because. They can always talk it up to cultural or uh, or nationality or something like that. I don't know, but I've heard the best interviews where they've gotten like deep interviews always uh, outside the United States. My favorite Janet interviews ever <laughs> outside the United States, like early Janet, because Janet would talk a lot more on foreign soil, and maybe because the interviewers were more jokey jokes, they it, they knew how to come like right. Right there, right at him. Um, yeah, that was my favorite Janet. I don't, I don't think Janet ever did anything with Wendy. She never did a Wendy. She thought she did a Wendy. <laughs> but Maxwell did. Years ago, he did a television interview with Wendy. And Wendy, Wendy was very, she had, she actually, Wendy helped Maxwell, in my personal opinion, because Wendy had to go out to glove, kids' gloves. <laughs> But she did ask him the question about, I remember she asked, she asked him about dating, I think, and kids and stuff like that. And he always gets odd. Like, if that, was, that was the one time I thought he was very odd because he didn't ask about, he asked him about kids and he didn't answer the question. But he's answered the question since then, you know, saying he has no kids. But it was interesting because she, she was, she didn't really have to work on that part. I think he was so nervous with her that he was giving her too much. He was like, He's like, ah, oh, yeah, a few close calls and stuff like that. And Wendy really helped him. Wendy, I would have went in like, close calls. What's that mean? You know, I wouldn't have really asked it. But Wendy was like, Ugh. I look at straight, you know, Wendy giving side eyes. 
see the camera now. When do we get side eye say, right? Okay, when do we get side eye say? Because she says a lot with her side eye say. But she really helps her by kind of stopping it a little bit. But it was very interesting. So this guy does the, and I think that's just a nervous tick that he starts to give a little too, sometimes too much. But I, this guy was very nice about he he's very he's nice but very forward in the uh interview. So I feel like foreign interviews are the best one. And there's one other one. <laughs> I remember I had a few national fans, they recognized it because I was talking about it as a blind item one time on here. And years ago I talked about it as a blind. <laughs> I didn't want to tell. But like it was uh it was one interview, a a a newspaper interview. Because I read for I like the foreign uh, uh, like press stuff, like you know, stuff there. Like, like I said, like you can get some celebrity accidentally come across celebrity stuff on foreign press stuff. You like, oh, let me check out. And so years ago, just a Google of the interview, and I won't say with who. I won't say with who, but this one I'll just say. <laughs> if you look hard enough, you can find it. <laughs> but there's a Google of the interview. About Nashville. That's all I'll say. It's a jewel of an interview. It's about him. <laughs> foreign, though. It's foreign. It's a very, it's a jewel. I accidentally found it because I was reading. I was looking. It was, it was before. This was like 2019, 2000. Maybe 2018, 2018, 2017. I was, I was reading it because of something that was happening in the U.S. in this particular paper. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, they're like Al Jazeera a little bit. They kind of have um, sometimes really good articles <laughs> in it about, like, from uh, the European point of view and standpoints and stuff. <laughs> and on the, like, on the, like, like suggested reading, like, for my suggested reading, because you have to translate to read it. <laughs> there was that article. And I was like, what? And so I hit it, and oh my God, it was interesting. So I will say, Master Fancy listens to me, and you guys like me. Uh, <laughs> oh God, it's, it's, it's the jewel of it. It's a classic for I think I, it's a classic for. I never told anybody because it was my blind item, but people, it was a few fans in my and Rolling said, I know what you're talking. Oh, like, oh no. <laughs> But I never answered them back. But I'll just say that, okay? So I feel like the best interview is why I tell that whole story about Maxwell because I feel like I, saw, I heard that interview and it was really good. I posted it on the Carolina Chat with so not because of Maxwell, actually because of the interviewer because the interviewer's style was dope. And to encourage y'all to listen to it, if y'all want to hear some of the best interviews of your favorites and stuff like that, know more about them. So sometimes you got to search them podcasts and you got to get them on the foreign soil because they they talk a little bit more and they tend to say a little bit more. You find out a little bit more about <laughs> But he did say in the, the interview, I thought it was interesting why he, 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 he wanted to keep the person. He's like, you know, it's days where they seem to want to know what toothpaste you use. I was like, oh, that's a good question, Maxwell. What toothpaste do you use? <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I'd be like, yeah, what toothpaste do you <laughs> Just kidding, though. I don't think fans, here's what I think this is the age of, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think there was once an age, and, and the reason I'm, I'm just talking about this, I'm going to go into the VMAs in a minute, and I'm going to go into a, a Taylor, Taylor Swift of why I'm liking Taylor Swift now. <laughs> My grandmother was probably passed out on the floor. 
Now, my grandmother kind of likes Taylor, I think, now. But, uh, but I'm going to talk about this. This is all going somewhere. Trust me, it's going somewhere. Uh, the age of, we're in the age of, like, I, here's the thing about celebrity God, the age of Wendy Williams, where a lot of a lot of bloggers have been born out of out of Wendy. I mean, this is the celebrity gossip before. Like I always talk about Rona Barrett. Uh, there was uh, there's uh, I forget the um, the lady who used to run Sister Sister uh, magazine, Jamie Jamie Foster Brown. Uh, I think it's her name. I'm not sure. She used to come on Tom Joyner. She used to be gossip person from Tom Joyner. Uh, the guy who helped run uh, um, uh, uh, Sherry Shepard. So uh, he's been a he was he started off in celebrity gossip with news and stuff like that. I really like him. He's so cool. When I first met him, he was like he was the coolest dude ever. <laughs> he was cool. I forget his name though. I gotta think of his name. I, I can't remember right now. But Jason Lee before Jason Lee, but a lot, a lot more, so not a lot more uh, polished. No offense to Jason, but he he is that that guy is a little bit more polished. I forget his name. I can't remember his name. But I met him because I, I used to do uh, blogging for uh, the Potter's House. Uh, when I used to be running the Potter the bloggers. So yeah, okay, yes. Yeah, like oh, yes, I yes I had no 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 I had. Um, I've had uh, uh, who was on the show a long time ago. Uh, it was with Sarah. Oh my God, I, I I forget the name. I forget her name. The other sister's name. Like, she's she's a beautiful soul too. She's really be really kind, really nice, and everything. She does have an interview this day to her. Uh, yeah. So and so one of the things I used to cover was woman, the woman thou are least. Uh, uh, this and Jake's uh, these conferences that have R&B stars, they have really, I mean, they have concerts. That, really, for real, they be you know, it's Christian, but they would also have you know a lot of um, celebrities, tons of celebrities would uh, would come to uh, to to them. So I would get to meet, you get to meet a lot of people there, and I got to meet him at one of those. And I think I know I met Jamie Foster Brown at the it was weird because me and her, we were getting ready to take a picture, and she was like, "Hold on!" Like it was, and and I so many people. It was other people there. And I said, "Don't worry about it." She 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 was picking up her phone. She was getting ready to take a picture. It was weird. It was weird. And she was so cool. Like I was like, "No, no, we can be taking." But I had to be somewhere, so I was rushing, and it was a whole bunch of people behind us. But she was really cool, or whatever. And then it was. Um, but I met a lot of people during those uh, blogging things, and he was one of the nicest people I think I've ever, like, I ran across in that, like, when I did that. But that was the, when I was going to the Potter's house years ago. And um, so, yeah, so, what about that, y'all? You know how to do all stuff. Okay, but, yeah, so. Uh, bloggers today, a lot of this, a lot of the podcasters and bloggers and stuff, uh, you know, they help keep celebrity afloat, black celebrity especially, because black celebrity, you know, now people and stuff are starting to pick up in TMZ sometimes celebrity, but what may keep, keep black celebrity really huge is probably the black bloggers. That's why it's a two-edged sword, because on one end, you don't want your personal life uh, told, and on the other end, you like, dang, you gained so much from it. And it was so, I was watching uh 
somewhere. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going somewhere. I'm telling I'm just going, just going somewhere. I was watching uh, Studio 54, and they were talking about how Studio 54 helped to bring about the age of celebrity because suddenly the like places like the New York Post, before celebrities would seem like untouchable, you know, people in the sky, you know, like stars that you never touch or something like that. But starting in the late 70s, early 80s, you had places like, uh, you know, you had Studio 54 and people were like, you know, the Post was New York, Post, New York uh, Times and different people, uh, gossip columns and New Yorker and stuff like that was talking about, you know, celebrities and oh, they're, they, Michael Jackson was at Studio 54 tonight. He just sneezing, you know, sneezing with Liza Minnelli and uh, 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 Andy, uh, what's his name? What's the, Andy Warhol and out with Stephanie Mills. <laughs> oh my God, one of the best articles ever, Cyborg. I have ever read years ago. It's like a 70s. It was in the, was it the New Yorker. I can't read. It was an old article from the New Yorker. And it, no, I think Andy, yeah, Andy Warhol had wrote it about Michael Jackson, right, during the 70s. And Andy Warhol was out at the, was it, I forget what club. is a club in New York that was popular besides Studio 54. I think it started with an R or something. And him and Stephanie Mills and somebody all went out dancing. And he's just saying, like, he's saying, you know, Michael and Stephanie are sitting there, you know, arguing about that Stephanie, uh, Michael wants to dance, Stephanie doesn't want to. It was a really sad part. Oh, so good. I was like, oh, this is good. All right. So that began the age, the Studio 54, and wanting to know what celebrities were doing in the clubs and stuff like that. Start the age of wanting to know the celebrity, okay? Now, Years later, when you come into the age of video, that gets more, you know, more heartbeat. I mean, I still say that people like Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, and all those people are a part of the untouchable celebrity era, but also they're part of the touchable because suddenly when the age of Michael Jackson comes along, you know, everybody wants to know what all is, what is, what is Michael doing. Michael is in a chamber, sleeping in an oxygen chamber. Michael's hanging out with monkeys at his house. Michael Jackson is the most, well, probably the most publicized artist of our time. <laughs> Elvis may have been a little too. Not as much, though. But Michael, a whole new level. And so in the marketing age of Michael Jackson brings in about a whole new world of, of how to market a celebrity and Studio 54, and the one to know what the celebrities want to do. People certainly didn't, want, didn't just want celebrities to sit up in their home. You know, when people wanted to know who these people are with these big talents and stuff, and how do they live? Are you human? Do you use the bathroom? Do <laughs> you have a girlfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you just, you know, suddenly they weren't fantasies on the wall. So I, and I find that fascinating. I have the, and now today it's like the complete age of realist celebrity. Like you you the the real list celebrity now part of that I I feel like it's a two edged sword to the celebrity because in some senses I feel it's important I feel like your life has been chosen for a reason to be out here right you you um, maybe not you, I'm, I'm not saying to all your business but I'm saying that lessons can be learned from you uh um uh. People can learn from you 
have to be inspired, have to do things uh, to go beyond uh, your, uh, their, their, um, their environment and reach their dreams and reach their passions. So to me, the celebrity story and, and celebrities becoming more real is very important to me in this age for young people who are coming up in the arts that should be there. So to me, when you tell, when you hear celebrities tell about their family or what they had to go through and how they made it, it makes it much more real for people to think, if they can do it, I can do it. And the idea of, well, you know, I think they also sell the idea of who they're dating, how they, how the marriage works. So they only become an example for all that. I, we use them on, I use them on here all the time, for examples, okay? I use them on here all the time, good or bad, right? So, um, yeah, so the age of celebrity and being real and stuff like that, I think it's pretty, I like it in some ways, right? Uh, but instead, some celebrities who have maintained, managed to maintain mystery even in this age, but they just probably have to disappear for a long time. The only one I can say is the most mysterious celebrity, uh, and I don't even know if she's that mysterious because there's been things over the years about her, but and, and, and if you really look closely, <laughs> like if you're a researcher like me, you know what I'm saying, you, you can see the thing, but Sade, Sade is a, a very uh, mysterious, um, Partly because Sade probably doesn't live in America. Sade lived in America, so they do be no novelty. But, uh, you know, it, I, I know a lot of people on Sade. <laughs> because, it, listen, if you read, there are some things that you can read about Sade early on. And you can read, if you're a big Sade fan, you can read continuously. She's still a mystery, though. Very much a mystique type of uh, celebrity that she disappears for a long period of time. And when she comes up, next would be Maxwell probably because you, the reason about Maxwell is you don't is he he there's there's just Maxwell there. You don't really hear, see anything else behind him besides the women he dated, the models, the girls, you know, just the models, the actresses, and stuff like that. You, you hear about them, but you, I mean, you don't hear about them. I, I think the most that I've ever seen, like you, you would see, they're probably the two most mysterious celebrities in this age to me. Beyonce and them try to be mysterious, but they can't. Um, there's too much out there. <laughs> you guys have leaks all in your pants. <laughs> there are leaks everywhere. <laughs> I even know who the real who the real one, who the real allegedly, the real uh what is it? What's the what's the story when Beyonce say when she was going around on the run two or two? Just a Becky. I don't know who the real Becky is and it's not who I think it is. Becky with you here. Here's what I'll say about Becky with a good hair. <laughs> I don't want to, that would be too easy to give y'all. Uh, people always ask me to give y'all a hint about Becky with a good hair. I think I've actually talked about Becky with the good hair within the last year. Great singer, I'll just say that, but not very much out there. But Becky with the good hair is not who y'all thought it was. 
allegedly from my school. <laughs> okay, so yeah, but they, they, they have to be every year. But I will say that people like Maxwell and Sarday and people like that are great camps. I mean, I mean, I mean, great camps in terms of. Now, I do believe I will say this: the least that I think that we've heard specifically with artists like Maxwell, and I'm going somewhere with this. When we get to the VMA, this is going to lead me right to where I want to go. At least like we've heard with artists like Maxwell and stuff. I do believe like when Maxwell was showing up on the beach with. Diamante. What's the girl Diamante and uh, uh, what's her name? Um, what's her name? Delicia. Yeah, and I didn't. Man, I believe the paparazzi was child. I don't believe that. I don't believe exactly because he's not a dude you look for like that. You know? I'm like, where they get that from? Like, no, no, like Papa. Listen, that's his beautiful. That's a great thing because usually he has that Mike Mars and Pisces. Okay, Maxwell and his friends. If you, if nobody, anybody knows who Maxwell is, everybody knows Maxwell. And Mars and Pisces helps you to be overlooked sometimes. I mean, you're a great artist, you're great, this and that, but it helps even help people will overlook you. They won't look, even though you're great, people will be like overlook you for things and stuff like that. You have to really put your stuff out there to be looked at. So when I feel like when artists like him suddenly you see like him and him at the park on the beach walking around with somebody, you like, yeah. <laughs> I believe Papaki. <laughs> like I mean, he, he might not have known who called him, but somebody got him, okay? And then when you are when you see the like when he was walking around, you just yeah. Yeah, he just said people when people he's one of those artists that people really he's been so great with keeping it tight that people just don't pay much attention. Don't except for let me tell you the T like the old T boss used to the only old T ones I used to know used to pay like heavy attention to him and stuff like that it was Lipstick Alley and stuff like that the real rogue them old ones right but I already know like like people checking for myself. They just don't because he, he gets to fly under the radar. So the Sardet, okay, and especially the Sardet is somewhere else. <laughs> so, but it isn't that I haven't heard the key, like key over the years on artists like that because I, because I, I, I know people. <laughs> but, but, that, but, but, <clears throat> uh, but they, they, they have managed in this age of celebrity to maintain a little bit sense of normalcy. I mean, and maybe, the, and partly I will say the two, they, I call them the two most mysterious is because, and Maxwell not as mysterious as Charday because one thing Maxwell does is he tends to show up places and stuff a little bit more now than he used to years ago. I'm coming somewhere with this. Y'all like, Carlotta, what's he coming to? I'm going to tell y'all why I like Taylor Swift with this one. But, like, <clears throat> Yeah, so he's managed to uh, what I think do is show up a little bit more. Now, what I don't like about what I don't like that he's done is that I don't know. See, sometimes here's what I think. <clears throat> like Whitney Houston, let me talk about Whitney Houston for a second. Let me use Whitney Houston, and then I'm, I'm, I'm trust me, I'm getting to the VMAs. I don't like what I'm gonna have to say. <clears throat> Whitney Houston during the VMA stage, right? Uh, we got, it's almost like time, it's almost like time. But Whitney Houston during the VMA, I mean, during the American Music Awards and stuff like that, Whitney, when they first presented Whitney to the world, Whitney was a, a classy, 
serious. You know, Whitney was out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? And Whitney, Whitney could. Whitney, Whitney reminds me. I, I, like, Whitney could, but Whitney, Whitney very class, could be very classy, too. Like, Whitney could give you class, but hood. Whitney, had a, Whitney could give you both. But people didn't know at first about hood, Whitney. <laughs> Even though Whitney grew up with parents who were musical and who 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 were performing musicians and out and about. <clears throat> I know what listen, I had I grew up with gypsy too, I get it. Right. So so <laughs> so so but mine were gospel just <laughs> they traveled, they used to take me with them everything. Okay, so that was that that yeah, so it's it's interesting when you grew up with musical I was just talking to talking to uh a friend of mine and my husband about this the other day, I was talking about how that shaped, you know, me, like, you know, like growing up with that, that sometimes it will be stable and sometimes it's a world. <laughs> even though, even in gospel, like doing gospel, been doing gospel and stuff like that, I would be, I remember having a little girl, like being at different churches and different uh, music events and stuff like that. It's <laughs> Born in different cities and stuff like that. So, yeah, I can remember that very early. So it, it could be a whirlwind. So Whitney Houston had that, too. So Whitney Houston grew up while he hood. She still had a lot of uh, a lot of outside influence because Sissy was uh, was traveling and doing music. And I think her father, I think her father did something, too. He was pretty upset, right? Maybe a little similar to Beyonce, but Beyonce then was really upset. Okay, but Whitney was a little bit still here because in the 60s and 70s, it's a different flow. I mean, you know what I'm saying about how the hills in the in the middle middle class blacks and the upper class blacks emerge and stuff like that is a different time compared to uh, the Beyonce era, right? <clears throat> so with Whitney, one of the things I always talk about Whitney, Whitney kind of start tossing that mystery to her, to the side, I think, because she felt that it was taken away from who she was as a black woman, right? And so one of the things I never liked, I hated that Whitney Houston did, just, just my personal opinion, okay? This is just my a personal opinion about Whitney. In doing so, Whitney would lower her energy and sometimes go around celebrities that would, that was different, like, was like, like maybe she, she could have treated them as, Little <clears throat> little sisters and little brothers, <laughs> you know. But instead, she would go around them and she would um, uh, show them her flaws. Like, oh, I don't know how I can explain this. Because when they were in awe of her, she broke that off. Like, you know, and, it, it, and to me, you always have to be careful who has access to what is a flaw in there. Like, what's the fuck? This is going to be strange. I'm getting to something. So I'm like, what? And this is, y'all can get some extra word out of this, too, because I feel like I'm giving some good advice in this, too. You always have to be careful about showing your flaws to people who can, when you're, when you're authority for certain people. So, Mom, my sister, Mom, always used to tell me, she said, you know, she said, you walk with such, you walk with really strong leadership. And I, I used to struggle with this too. It still do sometimes. And she says, you have to understand that to certain people you represent leadership and you can't go around showing everyone 
the deep, the dark side of you. Even though I talk about it on this show, because Aisha has a teaching moment, but she's saying people who you cry to, people who know deep things about you, people who know the undercurrent, you have to be very careful who you expose that to because everybody ain't ready to handle it. And not only that, but people can take that and destroy you, right? And I felt that was a little bit of the problem that happened with Wendy Houston in the attempt to be more be more of a real artist in a real world, right? And so I feel like she had a hard time finding that balance and she could expose herself to even celebrity that she shouldn't have exposed herself to, that she should have kept her, you know, out. like this is what I love about my dad every day morning. <laughs> like she, she isn't. Like, she's there, she comes out. Now, don't get me wrong and stuff. I'm sure she's people that are seeing her and stuff. But, and, but she doesn't. Like, when I saw her at the Drake concert, and one time she was at the Drake concert, I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's like a mystery. And to, she she remains a mystery, I think, for even those. If Sade showed up at the, <clears throat> at the uh, at Beyonce show, <laughs> She still be up, like, above everybody, even Beyonce, because she carries herself with such mystery and mystique that she would not let anybody around her know too much of her, I don't think. <clears throat> like, she sees them for what they are, peers, but I don't know you enough to give you, show my, like, anything you've heard about her that's bad, it's been over the pond. <laughs> and maybe it's that late early 80s, late 80s, but you, you've not really been able to have access to her like that, right? And I think that's a beautiful thing. She's learned to balance that, she, and, it, and it's, it, it's great. It goes great with her mystique, her brand, and I believe that's who she really is. I believe she understands. I, I ain't giving everybody access to me, not even Beyonce and Jay-Z. I don't care who they, or who they know and who they know. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the thing because I think she recognizes her career is authority. You, you, in some senses, right? So you have to be careful, like otherwise you're not treated with as much respect when you go amongst that. It's an energy thing too, I think. Too. When you go amongst that, uh, those groups and those peers. So sometimes you have to maintain a mystique. But if they saw Sade out and she was kicking it every week and they saw her getting drunk and they saw her doing drugs, you know, I'm saying, I'm not saying Sade ain't doing none of this stuff. I'm just saying if she does, it's probably among elite company, very elite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she ain't like y'all motherfuckers see her, you know. <laughs> but I'm just saying that is how I find, like, the balance of celebrity and carrying your brands and and all of these things and, 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 and coming into that age of, <clears throat> of, of celebrity that is, uh, you know, that, that, that celebrities can handle that well. I don't think Maxwell handled that as well. Has to try that. I'll say that. I don't think that. I don't think that. I think they've managed to keep the mystique about Maxwell. But I think Maxwell, like, you know, he, he likes to be out and about. So I think that people may see things and stuff like that from him. But Sade is very protective of that unit, I see, I think, about her. She's very protective of that. I, if there is, I guess I heard stuff about or Sade in the late 80s and stuff like that. But it was among elite. It wasn't, you, you shouldn't have been at the, 
if he was doing that as a Hollywood party, but back then in those days in the eighties and stuff, they was real protective of those Hollywood parties. Now you y'all got leaks in you, right? We know all about them parties and stuff like that. Right. So now I'm coming to the VMAs, to the age of the VMAs and the age of what you see today. And what I'm talking about is people like and Michael Jackson, like even with Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson maintained to keep the mystique, even though we knew all kind of shit about Michael Jackson. Huh? But Michael Jackson is still a phenomenon that we can't really understand. Now, today, you have artists like Beyonce and stuff who try to do that. It doesn't work for her. I, I really don't think it works for her. I, I'm going to be honest. It does not work for her. Beyonce just looks weird. I like Beyonce, I love, but I like Beyonce who pre-be, uh, uh, no, post-Sasa Fierce. I know she's a Scorpio moon, and she tries to use that a lot, that Scorpio moon energy a lot to make herself a mystique. But Beyonce's not a mystique to me. I, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I got camps. I got leaks everywhere. <laughs> okay, I don't think she has a tight camp whatsoever. But, I mean, uh, tight camp in certain ways, but not that tight. Um, but not miss a mystery. I think very interesting. I think she's tried to man- manage to do a mystery thing around her the last couple of years. Um, it just looks strange. <laughs> but I, 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 but somebody who I think is balancing y'all like Carlotta, you would do this, this, and this part. Somebody who I think is balancing it really well, and I was actually shocked. And I've heard this before about her. Even the bad, I've heard bad things about Taylor Swift. I've heard some gracious stuff and shit like that, you know, and stuff like that. But I've heard, too, the last couple of years straight, Taylor Swift tried to straighten her shit out, allegedly. I want to talk about Taylor Swift and how I think she balances that shit well. Like, Taylor Swift's huge right now. We we honor another person who used to balance it well. Used to. Rihanna just don't give a shit no more. Rihanna just want to be at home having these babies and stuff right now. Rihanna on another state. Because he's a Pisces. Pisces do shit like that. She'll be back out here running them up. But, <laughs> but meaning that they, I, I love the way Taylor Swift is balancing her brand, her fame. Her look. I don't think she gave a shit last night at the VMAs that they was looking at her, the camera was on or not. <laughs> and if she did, she did a really good job of not showing it. Now, let me just say this, okay? Taylor is one of those. Taylor is, uh, she's doing something different. I like what Taylor's doing. And I'm going to talk about it in a minute on a break, after the break. I'm going to go into a break, but then we're gonna talk, we'll come back and talk about Taylor Smith and the VMAs and stuff like that. But uh, Beyonce is doing what, it's something I learned in high school to do. I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay? Beyonce, I get it because I'm a Scorpio. I understand the, the, the trouble you're having with Scorpio moon, the black little Scorpio. Yeah, me too. I get it. Okay. When I was, I was very shy in, in, in school. I was like, so shy. You know, it's a, and even when I got in high school, I was shy. I was so shy. One of the things, oh, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, okay? One of the things I learned to do in high school was make my quietness work for me. Because what 
it used to be like I went to like a high school that was known to be kind of tough and rough or whatever. First, I went to I went to a, a nice I went to a high school in Northeast, and it was a nice it was like a magnet school. And I was like, ah, I begged my grandmother I wanted to come back with my friends. My grandma, my grandparents tried to send me to the nicer high schools out of my district. I was <laughs> and I always wanted to be with my friends and everything. But one of the things I learned to do in the seventh grade, eighth grade, and like because I didn't want people to be like, oh, you know, because one of the things I would hear all the time is, oh, she thinks she's stuck up, or she thinks she's. Sometimes I would hear that. And so one of the things I learned to do because people thought that I played into the energy. I would show up at school, and my best girlfriend, who's my one of my best girlfriends to this day, my grandmother used to call her my alter ego. <laughs> Okay, no, that's our, that's our, you know, right? She, she's more to cuss you out, tell you, like, you know, in the back, but in high school, I would cuss you out secretly, but I wouldn't cuss you out, you know, like, you know, I'd be, I'd be more like, oh, yes, and be doing this. So what I did was I learned to be like a prince, because either you're going to, either I knew my energy would sometimes hit people the wrong way of me being quiet and stuff like that. And I think Beyonce has the same problem. Like, so what you, what I think Beyonce learned to do, and I learned, I learned this in high school, I think, I, I mean, junior high, is what I would learn to do is I raised my energy up, that energy of everybody's you know, I was stuck up and stuff like that, and I would enter like I was a little princess all the time. I would play into that energy. I was really, but I played into it. That didn't mean you didn't have, I didn't have to come with this problem, but like, like sometimes the younger people in the I see and stuff like that. They they would they would they, they would literally come up to me like oh my like you I say has that in where they, they people are like oh hey teacher hi oh my god I didn't know you were so nice I was scared to talk to you stuff like that but it's because I made raised my energy up I wasn't I played to the energy of what everybody thought I was and it made me likable because instead of people. Thinking I was stuck up, they started maybe being more admirable, like me admiring you. And this isn't, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to say I'm, I thought I was all that. No. Yeah, a little bit back in those days. <laughs> but I learned to increase that because it helped me. It helped me be a little more. And then when people would meet me, I'd turn on my, who my charm was. Like, hey, girl. She was like, what? I had my white man. Hold on. I thought you were going to be yeah, and so it gave me a lot of friends. But I always would ask. I I played into the pressure, and I think Beyonce does that well. But I think Beyonce's problem is that she tries too hard. Like it's too contrived. It's too this and that. Okay, but I understand the Beyonce what she's trying to do. Now Taylor Swift, she's doing something else. God, she's playing into the hometown girl who's gotten a little swift of some rap music and some hip-hop. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all that and how I think that, how I feel like the handles that brand versus versus Beyonce being all weird and having a trick-or-treat brand feel like, you know, everybody dressing like her is trying to be admiration. <gasps> and, it, 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 and I think it's getting too much now. Now I think Beyonce needs to crack that whip. She needs to crack that door. Pop it. I think she needs to crack it. I think she needs to. I think she needs to say, okay, wait a minute, I got to stop. Because at some point you need to stop the illusion. Because sometimes people get too, like, you know, weird about you, okay? But I understand what Beyonce is doing. I did it on a low level because I didn't want people to misinterpret me. So I would turn that into 
oh, I'm going to be so untouchable that I'm going to be admirable. <laughs> I get it, Beyonce. Okay, I was playing that trick in seventh grade. Maybe. <laughs> or ninth grade or trying to get, you know, so that people would hate me or think I was setting up or something. It was really just because I was completely shocked, right? So I'm going to talk about brand, how I think they're handling their brands, what I saw at the VMAs and all that when we get back in a moment. Meanwhile, we're going to play a little bit of Rebecca Ferguson, one of my favorite songs, Glitter and Gold. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment.
Wow, that's portrait. We're here. We go again. I am Carlotta, and I am back on the CC show. I was talking about celebrity in the age of where there used to be the mysterious celebrity. I uh, use my fave as an example, Maxwell and Sade, and who I think they're the two mysterious ones today. But um, and what I think about them and their brand, and um, and also. Um, Talking coming up to to Beyonce to the age of Taylor Swift and stuff like that. Okay, so and really, listen. Let me tell you something. The best brand you can be really is an extension of self. I mean, I really think that because you know, of course. Now, wait a minute. Of course, as an entertainer, there is going to be um, things that are about your that are about your brand and who you are that are you know that. Are, are maybe extensions of your personality that you didn't know exist that other marketing people and other people see and bring that out of you. Uh, that happens, okay? And sometimes you have to grow into that, right? Uh, perfect example, again, is Whitney Houston, okay? Well, Whitney Houston, they made her, they saw something in her that she didn't even see in herself, and she had a very hard time growing into what what that um vision was and I don't think it was a vision of perfection. I think how you know sometimes people can see the greatness in you that you can't see in yourself. I mean I've had people say, Hey, Carl I see certain things in me and sometimes I have a hard time seeing them. I'm like, really? You know, something like that. So people sometimes can see greatness in you that you can't see. I, one of the things I love, we used to do sometimes in class, like, you know, uh, or in my acting classes or something, one of the things sometimes that we would do is after each performance, we would tell each other and write out how we, each, each person in class would write out how they felt about that performance and give it to you. Good the good and give you a little bit of criticism and stuff like that too. And it was always so amazing what people thought of you versus what you, who you really like were, like what people would think you would bring to the room when you're like, I don't know, I can, did you really think about this? Room? Like, you don't know that. It, it, it was so amazing how we would all be like, wow. So I think, you know, Sometimes in the celebrity world, marketers and brand brand people can see certain things in people that they cannot see in themselves, okay? Like, you know, like even early Maxwell, I think they branded him so perfectly. I do. I think they did a good-ass job. I mean, like the crawling on the floor, that dirty floor in that hotel and stuff like that. But it was, it was, but it was a very sensual, sexy move. It was like Prince on downers. <laughs> I mean, like Prince was hyper, but it was like Maxwell was like a slow moving Prince, <laughs> like oh, a sensual Prince, like or that whatever, whenever, whatever video, and he's brushing his teeth, and he's he's showing this mischievous yet sneaky side. And everything. I think they were great at understanding that. Okay. Motherfucker, you think you're going to hide, but we see these good looks, and we see this mystique, and we're going to put this shit out here. Like, you, like, you give off Egyptian, like, king energy. 
even though you can't even see it. You think you shy and shit, but it, we see it. And they sold that shit. <laughs> that urban hey, sweet. All right. So, and then you have, uh, like, like, then you have energy today, like Chloe Bailey, okay? Like, who just doesn't know where to put Like, we know that you go. This is what I say about Chloe Bailey. We know that Chloe Bailey is going to have a growing pain. Like, Chloe Bailey reminds me of me when I was, like, trying to, like, I was trying to figure it out in high school. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and you try different shit. Like, you try different shit. You try. <laughs> and she just discovered her sexuality, and she doesn't know, like, she just is naturally, she has a natural certain look about her, and she doesn't need to play up to it all the time. She thinks she does because that's what got everybody's attention. And she should look at her chart because, uh, you know, her chart denotes that maybe you shouldn't be trying to sell sex. <laughs> it's sexual energy all the time. That's what I'm just saying. Just take a look. <laughs> but, you know, like what Beyonce uh, Scorpio moon energy. First of all, I think they've always had a problem trying to find what Beyonce is. You know, uh, Beyonce is very, uh, Beyonce, I think early on, there was, uh, <laughs> I think there's been an effort to shut her up. Since Sasha Fierce. She used to talk a lot before Sasha Fierce. Then y'all all start talking about country she was, and y'all need the captions and shit. She was country. She is country. She knows. <laughs> and I think Beyonce kind of got scared, like, damn, they say I'm You know, I can't talk. She was absolutely beautiful, but, you know, like, she be, she has a thick Texas accent, right? And so I think people would be, <laughs> and I think people, but I love that Beyonce. I actually thought that Beyonce was fun, funny, interesting. Uh, and then they turned her into a robot, and it's been, like, ever since contrived, weird. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's stuff like that. I, I actually, I, I think it's time to break that glass. But going into the VMA Awards, seeing Taylor Swift last night, I enjoyed the clips of her. She just looked like she was like, I'm going to have a good damn time, and I'm going to show that, yes, this is a strange experience I'm having, and I'm never going to be a normal chick, but I'm going to live as normal as I can. I'm about to have as much fun. Like, to see her fan out when NSYNC walked on the stage, I was like, yes! Like, she was literally like, ah! <laughs> like a little 12-year-old. The time would have been there. Do it this year, that. I was like, yes! <laughs> right? Uh, what else that she does really great? Uh, she was up dancing, supporting her peers. I mean, I've seen Beyonce do that before, but it's, it's like weird. Beyonce kind of got the, out of that, you know what I'm saying? But she, Taylor was like really having fun. I really believed it with Taylor Swift, even if it was live. It made me actually like her. She brought herself down notches, and not in a bad way. Like, she didn't bring herself down by doing something, like doing what Whitney had done. Whitney was doing a lot of crazy stuff to bring herself down. Like, Taylor just showed, I am human. I used to fan out over instinct. 
I like this rap song that's on. I'm up. I got my drink. <laughs> I'm a white girl that can't dance like this. <laughs> I mean, I liked her for the first. For the first, when I saw that, I was like, oh. I said, I get it. You are smart. Brilliantly smart. And that don't mean there ain't no shit to come with Taylor Swift because I see the men running in there. <laughs> Taylor, play it for the MLA, okay? Don't mean there ain't no shit with Taylor. But Taylor plays it just right. Oh, my God. She understands the prep. She understands the brand. And she's understanding it even more that she's becoming comfortable in it, cozy in it. I like it. Like, I believe you, Taylor, when you say you might be about the business. Beyonce, not so much. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, be, I believe Beyonce could be about the business, right? But I believe Beyonce has had a very sheltered world from Matthew to Jamie. I don't know how much about the business she wants. Now, they'll start trying to show Beyonce there's a business long as it is. <laughs> I don't know how much say Beyonce got in anything. Now, I, 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 because, no, because, and there's nothing wrong with that because Beyonce's been covered a little bit. Like, her father was the main cover, and she just went from her father to Jay-Z. I get it. Me and Beyonce have a lot of entertainment images. Uh, I think I, 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 but I love the way Taylor is doing it. Taylor, wow, it isn't, it doesn't seem contrived. Like I, oh, I believe Taylor is writing those songs. I'm not into her singing that much, but I believe her. I believe her speed. Do I believe all of it? No, because I've heard some stuff. But, yes, I think she's handling the brand well, and I like it. I like how she's moving. And I think those were new moves last night. I think that was very new of her. I think that she – you know what I think? And I could be wrong. Y'all tell me because I, I don't pay attention to her that much. But I think that other week when TMZ, when she came to that wedding outside of TMZ, I think that freaked her out. Because you could see how when she was walking into the door, she was looking all around like, whoa. Like like all those people standing on the street just to see her. I think that fucked with her. I think she was like, just my personal opinion. I don't know if she did or not. I'm just telling you my one-on-one. And I think when she showed up at the VMAs, she's like, I'm not going to be untouchable. I'm not going to be some little princess. I'm going to be who, to ever, who who I am. I'm going to be Taylor Swift. I'm not going to appear. I don't want to appear that way because that that glass house usually falls. I realized that after the like my, my my 11th grade year, I had to come out of that 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 admirable energy and let people really see me as a, when I got about 16 or 17 because it would make it makes people you know I would have friends. Who I had great friends, like I had my close friends who've been knowing me for years, and be like, "Girl, she, 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 her ass is crazy, whatever." But when I try to have new, it would be weird <laughs> or something like that, you know. So it'd be, you know, it'd be, it'd be weird, you know. It can be single white girl, so like the single white girl, so uh, single black girl. Y'all remember the single white girl movie? 
I forget that name in that movie all the time. Like when people try to do you, dress you like you, act like you, stuff like that. You have that. Not, not my old friends. My friends who have been knowing for years, please, they ain't care nothing about it. But people who I would try to meet and embrace as new, it would be weird. You know what I'm saying? So I knew I had to break out of that. I was like, I got to break out of that shit. Right? But I think Taylor is just very different in how she, and I think she decided. I, I, it seems like she just decided, I'm going to do this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be the normal hometown, very likable girl. And she got my attention because I was I thought she I I I I say still say she's a hustle, but I say uh, uh, she's learned how to play into the hustle. And I enjoyed watching her last night. Okay, uh, Nikki. So that's what I wanted to say in the age of celebrity about handling your brand, handling who you are handling the star power. And I want to say to black celebrity, you are getting ready probably to go down. When they start bringing the VMAs back like that in full force and stuff, they're getting ready to hit R&B and all that stuff. BET has been a top award show for years. It sucked a couple of times last last couple of years. Um, maybe BET, you know, BET Awards might take a turn for the worst. Okay. It was trying to shine and sell BET. So I want y'all to be shocked. And plus the black people I saw representing music, some of the black people, Diddy did great. Shout out to Diddy. I love how he brought his kids on the stage. He's another one that has, he's, such a, he's a Scorpio male. He's another one that has handled branding very well, even though he sucks the youth out sometimes the people. But he, 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 handles, it, he handles it well. I love the way he he's. He, Always change it, even giving away those, uh, giving away back here uh, people's catalogs and stuff like that. That was very smart, but that's very Scorpio, okay? Really, he could have had a moment, seriously. He's Scorpios, we can't have a moment. Not just you Aquariuses, but Scorpios can be feeling so, uh, sloppic too and can have a moment where we feel the deeper things in life and we like, we don't, where we don't want to be Dr. Evil or anything. And we're like, you know what, I'm going to give everybody, because we want to, we know that gives, and when you sow into people, it comes back to you. So I'm thinking, I'm hoping, now, we, he may have had a master plan underneath it. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, that well, he's made a lot of money off of it. Who knows? I don't know what the contracts are. Plus, there's a couple of things, you know, I don't know what contracts, new contracts he signed with him. But I heard, this is what I did hear. But the rumor was that people were trying to buy his that catalog from him pressuring him to sell all his music catalogs and the rumors was that's the rumors i don't know how true it is but that's very scorpio energy to say f that before i sell that before i sell my stuff i give it back to everybody that's us okay we, we kind of rebellious <laughs> right so i can believe he did that too i can believe that too but good shout out to him for doing that okay he does show every now and then he has all right i loved him bringing his dark the girls are gorgeous those those girls are so gorgeous, those twins. They are so cute. And the other little girl, too. Oh, my God, Diddy has some beautiful children. Okay, so, yeah, I love that. I love the whole thing, the dancing they did with each other. I love that. That was so cute. I thought that was cute. I loved it. I love it. I see a lot of you celebrities are bringing out your children, <laughs> trying to sell us Sell them out for the next generation, okay? I see y'all doing that. Nepotism is in full effect. I mean, Beyonce has rolled out the, you know, she, I don't know if Beyonce rolled out Blue Ivy because she wanted to. I think she needed her. 
early in that tour. Hmm. But I see y'all trying to y'all trying to bring them all out. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I like that. I think uh, also uh, they said Tiger Transfer tied Michael Jackson's record of nine wins in one night at the 2023 MTV Video Music Awards. Not surprised. Um, uh, and I think Taylor is smart to not let them make her a Michael Jackson. Nobody, listen, listen, white people quit trying to do that. White, what? Not white people. White supremacy. Um, there'll never be another Michael Jackson. Y'all know that. Okay. That was a once in a lifetime shooting star across the planet. I ain't never seen nothing like Michael Jackson. I don't think I'll see nothing in a long I mean, just the so magical as Michael. Prince was magical. Don't get me wrong, Prince is dope as hell. Say I ain't trying but Prince is dope on a whole nother level. But Michael was a magic that like 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 that was like other like Otherworldly, like weird. <laughs> I don't think it, just the whole thing that came with Michael, the whole circus, just the whole thing, and even the having the, the ultra talented family. I mean, Michael just wasn't the mystique wasn't just Michael Jackson. He also had a talented family. Remember, it started out as the Jacksons, and they were huge in the seventies as a family unit. Little Janet and watching out there who would be the next big superstar who on her own. I mean, you know, you just, oh my God, the Jacksons is nothing. You're, 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 it's hard to get anything like Michael. Anything. Beyonce, no. That's, I keep trying to conjure that energy up. This is going to make you crazy, girl. That's why I say you need to break that crazy glass you running around in there with the empty eyes. Hi, everybody. Oh, thank you. Oh my God! I'm so glad you guys come to see me tonight. It's something in her chart that's very interesting. I ain't gonna say that. I, I be thinking she don't really like. I don't think she like really like fans that that be over the top about her. I don't think she likes them. I remember hearing my even my astrology person Apollonia say that in her chart. Like she doesn't like you being all over the top about her. I don't think she likes that at all. But I digress. I mean, y'all do what y'all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but. She needs to break that glass and be herself now. I think that's over. I think just get the contrived shit out the way, all that. And I think she'll do. I think she'll come come back to yourself. <laughs> Quit trying to do Michael Jackson. That's not gonna happen. Here. And Taylor, I think, is rejected because Taylor don't want to be. You don't want to be Michael Jackson on the street. Michael and his family paid a hefty price. You know, heavy is, I always say heavy is the head that wears the crown. People be always trying to think that they want to be Michael Jackson. No, you do not. Michael Jackson, that thing that Michael Jackson had is something that I, I you will just, I, you, first of all, you ain't got the same type of world to ever have that kind of, to have what he had. If, if you have it, it's going to be different. The world was a much larger place at the time. There was no internet. And to do what Michael Jackson's done, you kids can't even do it because y'all can't sell records like that. I mean, you had old people going to stores buy records, young people going. <laughs> Michael Jackson was a phenomenon. I, I don't think anybody had ever seen or you know something. I don't know. 
and the and also his family his family was a phenomenon. And Janet was too, all of them. It's just a phenomenal that whole energy that birthed Michael. Michael Jackson came from a phenomenal energy, a family that was the story even of the Jacksons, everything about the Jacksons. Phenomenal. There's nothing like that. Nothing. It's just a really I mean, every last one of the family members talented, including uh little Toya with Heart Don't Lie. I'm gonna get Heart Don't Lie and play it on here one day. I call out a quick playing. No, don't like Heart Don't Lie, don't be playing. All of them could sing. They they had lighter voices, but they all can sing, they all can tell the tune. And they all are musically inclined and musically talented. I mean, Joe wasn't having it. Joe was like, Jenny said she's trying to be something else. Joe was like, Joe, you get your little ass up here and dance and sing. See, Will? Will time, Will out here feeling guilty. Oh, everybody was happy but me. Everybody was sad but me. Everybody was uh, Will just be, listen, Will be sipping sometimes. But look at Joe. Joe was like, she, everybody, Joe didn't care. They was all talking about, Joe, you, Joe was hard on me. I didn't call him father. I called him Joseph. But when Joseph asked, when they was in trouble, when they was doing the end, they was they it was daddy. Even Jan, everybody was like daddy, daddy. It was different. That's what I'm telling you that because they an old school dance. Maybe he didn't do it all right, but he let he gave them a lifestyle and a life where they could have choices. Janet didn't want to be no damn singer. She could have stopped. A little ass could have stopped at 25. You made enough money and you could have went on to law school or got in business and everything, but you didn't. I better give Joe his pop. Joe didn't play that shit. Joe was like, you better get your little ass. He would have told Willow, you better get your little ass and sing in the dance. <laughs> I ain't going to give people shit. <laughs> right? Because it was a different time. Tougher time. So, yeah, y'all got to stop this Michael Jackson stuff, okay? Y'all, y'all Michael Jackson's hopes and dreams trying to create Michael Jackson's shit. Crazy. Okay. Instinct came back out on the EVMA Awards. Instinct, I don't, you know, I tend to not talk. I, I like one song by Instinct. I was not an Instinct fan. Uh, I did like Justin Timberlake for a minute. I did like Take Back the Night. I usually don't discuss Justin on here because of various reasons. I do not like him anymore. Uh, I don't tend to talk about Pat Boone Jr. There's reasons I have. But Take Back the Night was up. Other than yeah, no. <laughs> but good for y'all that y'all got for you instinct fans that y'all got to see instinct. Okay, great for y'all. Uh, Nicki Minaj hosted the VMAs. Nicki, 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 Nicki. Oh, that's Sagittarius. It's painful for her to have to share now because now these other girls aren't going anywhere, Nikki. I know if Nikki had eight to nine years just of just no other female rapper in sight. But they're here now, darling. And I know she loves to give the competitive raps and the competitive. It just just fell out of place, Nikki, last night. I, I like you, Nikki. I really do. But I just felt like it was out of place. I feel like 
I don't know if you are understanding the time. I like you. You're still you're still very good. You're still dope. I've had some criticisms over you of you over the years and I don't think you understand you understood the hits to your reputation that a lot of these past few years have had. You know. It's a best I'm it's good that she got to host. I mean I was actually surprised surprise surprised they did that. I would actually expect them to get I'm not and this is not to diss Nikki. This is not to diss Nikki. It's not but I would be I would be thinking it would be more Taylor Swift. I mean not Taylor Swift but uh Cardi B. Because she has, you know, Cardi B has that kind of personality. But Nikki, uh, people said, did a good job. I saw part highlights of the performances that she did. Um, I just was like, uh, but listen, I, I just, I don't know how I felt about it. But the VMA Awards was up this year. They said the uh, it was up uh, from eight adults, 18 to 49, was up 77% this year, okay? The show scored a 1.14 rating among the 18 to 34 demo in homes where MTV is available, which number about 70 million. The best show, the best for the show, again, on MTV alone since 2019. Based on early figures, it's 1.03 ratings for adults, 18 to 49, three-year high. The VMA gave MTV its best Tuesday night in both demos in almost a decade, since 2014, okay? Um, I'm not surprised. Uh, I think... Uh, it will be interesting to see where BET Awards goes. If it doesn't be a, if it's be a, if it's, if it's an Afrobeats fan, it's gonna lose a lot of viewers. Uh, I like Afrobeats, but some of the Afrobeats, but you know, black, you know, I don't know. Maybe just I, I think black music needs to get hit, and I think it needs to get hit hard. Because I think a lot of black uh, artists have been just taken for granted. Uh, the last several years, even hip hop is getting ready. I think take a rollover. Oh yeah, y'all let too much shit on the radio. You know, it is what it is. It's just too much shit. And I'm not an ageist person because I don't think it's about ageism or anything like that. I think it's about good music and who can still perform and who can still give great music. I I feel like that the black, we have um, slowed down the growth of our children due to some of the music I have heard. I've heard in R&B, well, so-called R&B, so-called hip-hop over the last several, uh, maybe 20 years. We have, and artists have not told y'all the truth that that shit sucked. Lady out here telling me, well, you know, I don't want to diss the new generation. I want to diss y'all. The shit sucks, okay? A lot of people, a lot of people are supposed to be plumbers and electricians and doctors and stuff, and y'all ain't supposed to have y'all asses in entertainment. Some of y'all can't rap worth a damn. Some of y'all can't sing worth a damn. Can't write. And they've been letting y'all put that shit all in black music. I mean, just to just, just literally destroyed black music. 
in some ways the last several years. I mean, hopefully with the hope of, you know, artists like Maxwell maybe returning to the scene, artists like, you know, maybe there's a, I hear there's a floating idea that D'Angelo may have something out there. I mean, you know, maybe other, these people will come back to save uh, R&B like they did in the 90s. Otherwise, it's going down on down on shit. Y'all say, and you say, well, wait a minute, Carolina, there's some great R&B artists. Yes, shout. Out. And I heard they wouldn't let Victoria Monet perform on the uh, VMA Awards because they said, I guess it was too soon. Are y'all fucking kidding? Y'all know how long Victoria Monet been out here? Oh please. That's one of my favorite words. I love Victoria Monet Cass. I love her. Okay. I, I love her. I'm, 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 she, she might be like close, getting close to me like Jen. I love, that's how much I like Victoria Monet. She's a Taurus. I, I tend to like them Tauruses. But yeah, she's a, it's the Taurus girls I tend to like. She is, um, she, she, I, I, I couldn't believe that when I heard that. But let me just say this, okay? I mean, because it's considering, you know, I mean, Victoria Monet is a good performer, too. Shit. I'm going to go. That's why I say Chloe Bailey. Shit. Victoria Monet sexy for real. No, she got sex appeal. No, she sell that sex off. Okay, that's a Torian energy. You know, like me, Earth ain't sells it off because of the Scorpio moon. <laughs> she can sell off the sex. Right, but oh, Victoria Monet got in space. Them Tauruses, they were so sensual, like Janet and stuff. They, ooh, they so sexy. Like they so sexy. Like I got a girl crush on Victoria Monet. Like I'm like, oh, she's so cute. Like I do Janet. Like I got a crush on Janet. They're, I like them. They're sexy. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> right. So, so I, 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 but I've never that way with Chloe Bailey. I'm like, sometimes I cringe. You know, I love Chloe's body. Oh my God, banging body, beautiful girl, but just over the top. Like, but with Victoria Monet, it just comes out. It's just like, like when she moves like a, like a snake. I love. I just love everything about Victoria Monet. <laughs> All right, so I, yeah, I get it. I'm totally a fan. So I don't know why they didn't have, have her perform at the MTV Awards. I like Victoria Monet's vibe better than I do. I don't want to compare nobody to nobody but her. There's a lot of girls I think was more dope. I like her. Don't get me wrong, the ATR or whatever her name is. I think she was doing too much at first. She was on. She was featuring herself everywhere. See, here's the thing about her. When she came out, she put herself out there like an Alicia Keys, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Alicia, she was a, a like super Alicia Keys. That's how the super Alicia Keys. <laughs> no, y'all gonna say, y'all say, I, people don't wrote me too about Alicia Keys. Let me just say this, okay? I was like, gosh, <laughs> I am a Alicia Keys fan. I know that's hard to believe, y'all, because I didn't. I spent almost a month or two just not understanding where the, what the hell happened. Now I do. I understand what happened. I will not say. I'm going to let it go, okay? And people say, well, Carlotta, do you think it was the stealing of the energy? Yes, I do. And it wasn't Beyonce, just Beyonce. But I'm, I'm not going to say. I just Alicia Keys had to figure her life out on her own, her music life on her own. But uh, uh, her came out as super Alicia Keys. 
me and she could sing, I mean, just like really, really good. Uh, great songwriting skills. But then she started hopping all over the fucking place and doing features with everybody. She was about to cheapen her brand. And it was making people start to say, is she an industry plant? People were starting to think that, you know, like, is she really real? I have heard people, some people who say, tell me certain group people who are popular, old school artists that were in, industry plants. I won't say any names. But some people say Alicia Keys was. I don't think Alicia Keys was. I think Alicia Keys just sat on the shelf for a long time at Sony or whatever. She, she had been there since she was 14 or 15, something like that. Alicia Keys hit the scene so, I mean, Alicia Keys' songwriting skills and, and everything, her whole vibe. Oh, my God. Can you just stop? Okay, let me praise Alicia Keys real quick. Stop. Let me stop. I haven't seen anything like her since Patrice Russian, okay? You know, Alicia came. She borrowed a lot from Patrice, but she had her own energy. I hated Fallen. Fallen was the worst song ever. I hated Fallen. Sorry. I, I, I was not a fan of Fallen. But the rest of the album, the rest of the two, the first two, three albums, shit. That half of a smoke. Hey. Listen, she got right. Her and that man together. Whatever the other man, whatever that. What's the other man? What's the other man thing? I think he doesn't have anything. They were fire. Okay, I'll say that. They wrote some shit together. They did that. But times change. You know, here's the thing about Alicia Keys. She's an Aquarius. You know, Aquariuses can't be held in a box. They want to try everything. They're quirky. I'm an Aquarius whisperer, too, as well as a Pisces whisperer. Aquarians. My one of my best friends is an Aquarius. Like it's so quirky and so I tell you they do weird things. Like they, you know, Aquarius will have the energy. Like I said, they like like I would call her up on the phone when we was in college. I like I told the story before and I'd be like, What you doing today? And she'd be like, Oh yeah, I have to work and I did my homework and blah blah blah. I said, What you gonna do tonight? Oh, I'm gonna go skinny dipping with some friends and she'd be like, It's what did you just say? And really have a deep dissertation about why they're skinny dipping, but, you know, just their sexual, you know, you just like, y'all just sexual a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But they wow, have a deep dissertation. Just because the water pure, the water hits my body, I feel so good. And just to be out there with other people and other energy, this is Alicia Keys, okay? She's going to explain everything, any energy vamping I explain to her, she will explain it away with. I want to do something different. I want to change. I want to evolve. <laughs> I say, no, you got energy, baby. I see what I see. Okay. Interesting. All right. But Alicia, she was, when she came on the scene, it was, she was a beautiful uh, throwback. In my my opinion, to I love young ladies looking up to Alicia Keys as much as I did Lauren Hill. Facts, okay. Let me tell you why. She could play instruments. She read music. 
I mean, she she just went out here singing. Yes, she and she didn't come out naked. And she was, I mean, you know, she had on leotard. She was just dope. Like she didn't have the best voice, but she was dope. Everything was dope about her. Okay, her is a throwout to Alicia Keys, a super Alicia Keys, nonetheless. But we've seen it before. But Alicia, when she came, yeah, we had seen Patrice Russian, but she brought something a little different. You know what I'm saying? I liked, I, and I, I thought she was a new vibe for young ladies back then to look at, you know. And then pretty soon it became a Beyonce and Rihanna world, you know. We lost the smart girls in music. The only smart girls now are white, like Adele, Taylor Swift. They're smart black girls, but they don't show them. Now, that Victoria Monet is smart because that's a songwriting heifer right there, okay? Don't get it twisted. Just because she's sexy don't mean she ain't, ain't right. But, and we got dope girls come in the, that, that they haven't got searched, seen yet, like India Sean and stuff like that. They trying to throw them to the back. And then you just got dope people in the deep R&D spaces that are older, like Mesa and stuff like that. But they don't get seen. And SZA, even though I like SZA, She's like the over-sexualized black version of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift ain't got to do all that. No, shit. Wait a minute. Let's talk about it. Okay. Taylor Swift, black girls are coming out here very sexualized. No offense. I like, I love Victoria Monet being very, that's just who she, that's who Victoria Monet, I believe Victoria Monet. Sizzle, I know you a Scorpio. You're just going to be sex anyway. But I will say it's too much of that. Where are the little black black girls like Taylor Swift? There was a girl out here a few years ago. I forget that girl's name. Aisha, she, the song she used to say, sing, I'll be here, uh, something. I forget that song. I forget, but you don't have them too much anymore. You don't have the Dales. The Dales are, I go back to like a Wheatley Houston type, something like that. You don't have everybody come out here and leotard, half naked, booty showing. So let me make sure, I mean, you just ain't got no classic chicks. Like Adele and they show classics all the time over there with other, with with white artists and stuff, but we don't tend to see that of our own artists. And we used to, and that wasn't always so in the black community. In the black community, we used to have a, a hodgepodge of different artists. When I was coming up, you can listen to Sharday on the radio. Listen, we had all kind of Sharday was like jazz or whatever. But we had young people. We just listening to Sharday. Okay, that's how dope our music taste is. That's why the nineties. That's why y'all like the nineties so much because the nineties is a kind of a throwback to the old school put together with the new school. That's why y'all can't get over that time because we had we, Generation X was the last generation that had their parents' music and their grandparents' music. We was the cross-generational generation. We were the last one that had to listen to our parents' shit at the cookouts and stuff like that. Y'all don't have to do that. Y'all can run. I've already explained this, how y'all had on. We had Walkman and stuff, but we couldn't take our ass, our Walkman, and go upstairs and just go listen to music and say, hey, bring your ass back down here. <laughs> so we heard the blues. We heard everything, like you back up, you know, especially back Americans. Like you have picnics and cookouts and some shit. They be playing ZZ Hill, Down Home Blues, and then you might, then they play some of the kids stuff. Put on that Michael Jackson, girl. Put on that. Uh, what's that little, what's that still song? <laughs> <laughs> like you hear a hodgepodge, uh, you hear a whole bunch of stuff. 
we hear we we liked Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, cause they kids, if they had a big band like that playing, they'd be like, huh? What's that? Give me instruments. No, I'm just telling the truth. I'm, 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 I'm totally being patronized. I'm totally talking about your ass, okay? Let's see. I'd be like, Earth, Wind, and Fire, who? <laughs> if they actually, this is an actual instrument? Yes, this is an instrument. Instrument. We had that. Y'all don't. They dumbed y'all down. They're giving y'all shit. And I blame generation, I blame baby boomers and, and a little bit of generation extras for raising these kids to not have, just to, to not guide you musically. So now we got a bunch of, like, just crap on the radio, just a whole lot of stuff. And we got a lot of artists that just float, that are really good, but they float on the underground. They can't come up, who are in the tradition of old school, you know, stuff, the old school or R&B or in the tradition of that, and they bring in something new to the table also, but you can't hear them. Sad. So I think that's what's happened. And then you have the sexy reds and the, what's the girl, the other, what's the girl, Sukiyama? Jesus, I saw her on the red carpet. I was like, help me. You know, here's the thing. If you give ratchetness, I'm saying, when the church people used to tell me, you know, when I was coming up, and the church, old lady in church say, baby, you can't give evil a, 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 a little bit. I'd be like, what you mean? You can't, because, honey, if you give evil a little bit, evil will take over. And I'd be like, oh, okay. This is what's happened. We gave ratchetness, you know, like, you know. Like, you know, we gave ratchetness a little shot. We was like, okay, it's not so bad. Like the city girls and stuff, you know what I'm saying? We get a little ratchetness when we working out and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? A little ratchetness with something. We, we making the stallion, twerking and stuff. Hey, hey, you know, whatever. A little ratchetness. We, you know, uh, Cardi B and stuff. But shit, now we got sexy red and we got chuk This shit done went too far. Y'all done went all... You know, we too far. Now our kids don't know how to play no instruments. They can't rap. They can't sing. Uh, there's some they can sing, but they 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 working as plumbers and stuff. They they gotta need to switch up. Oh my god, it's, it's terrible. I'm not, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. It's, it's gotten terrible in the music business. I, I, the future of black music looks bleak. Even though they're great talent out there, they just don't want the talent to get to the surface. You now have these kind of things because we've let ratchetness have a little, just a little peak, and now it's going all the way. Now it's going to muck. It's running, it's running the muck. So, yes, the VMAs, that's my thought on them. I didn't watch them all the way through. If I have some more thoughts, I'll share with y'all later on. But I got to get into Sexy Red, okay? My hair got just like Jesus. God, I don't know what to say. I mean, it was just like an episode of the like a character from the Boondocks. I was like, this is what this would be Aaron Magruder if the Boondocks was here with Aaron Magruder as a showrunner. 
he would have um, did he predict like the sexy reds of today? Yeah, I must maybe be with her. He would have a ball today. God. Where's Aaron Magruder when you need him? Let me go ahead and get to this. Sexy Red tells about the most romantic thing a man has ever done for her. I'm going to let y'all hear it. All I'm going to say is y'all going to have to start praying for your babies. Okay. And y'all have to start looking at what they taking in on TV and their thoughts and everything like that because your baby is exposed to a lot of shit out here. Y'all going to have to do real old school parenting nowadays. It's some wild shit going on. I thought I was in the Twilight Zone when I heard this shit. Let's go ahead. And it was Valentine's Day. I knew. Most of us think somebody did for me. It was my first boyfriend. I was just in high school. He was a little older than me. And it was Valentine's Day. I never forget. He robbed somebody and gave me the money and gave me the bill he stole. And it was just so sweet because he was out of breath and stuff. He's like, here, I just got this for you. I was like, oh, so sweet. Thank you, because nobody never did nothing like that for me. He sold for me, so I'm like, oh, you did that for me, really? And I know he didn't have it, so the fact that you still made a way and you did what you had to do, that was nice. And it was only $13, but it was nice. <laughs> and it was a fake Gucci bill. <laughs> but I was so, excuse me. Most are missing. Boy, I got a headache. I, this is, he robbed somebody and gave you the money. This is romantic to her. Um, and I find it odd that she used the number 13. No, 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 I don't. Because, listen. I love the number 13. I like odd numbers. I love the number. My favorite one, my favorite number, though, is eight. But I like the number 13. Mary Kay, Mary Kay Ashoff used to talk about her favorite number being 13 or whatever. Uh, but 13, is, as, as most people know, is a witchcraft number or, or, or a warlike number or something like that. But it can be used for good, too. You don't have to be young. You can, uh, Mary, Kay, Mary Kay Ash was a, was a Christian and used 13 all the time. She loved it. Uh, but uh, some people use it for warlike. War, so I was, I'm not surprised. So, so I know my, I know my uh, uh, conspiracy theory crew who listen to the show is like, 13? Now, where she get $13 from? That, you know, they, they might be going, that's some, that's, some, that's some shit they setting up. That's some social engineer shit. That's letting her people, letting the, you know, they saying that's letting the crew know the, 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 uh, the uh, celebrity uh, Illuminati know that she down. <laughs> <laughs> this is some ratchet shit. If y'all out here, let me just first say address the celebrity Illuminati for my 
Illuminati conspiracy theorists out here. If you mofos is in a group, a little group of celebrities who who sits around and throw up one eyes and throw up six sixes and all that shit, and y'all let this ratchet shit come out to y'all community, y'all to be ashamed of your damn self. And you get what you get when the devil pulls your car. You get what you get. Now, let me just say this. I want to say something to the young babies. It's nothing romantic about somebody said, telling you they robbed somebody to give you not even $10. I mean, not even $100, but $13. Not even $50, but $13. That is some ratchet shit. Okay? And you don't want nobody. Who's going to rob and hurt somebody for you? That's a slow person. He's slow. They slow. Somebody slow if they're going to rob somebody for you. They slow. And they not. They not. They don't got no. They ain't got no smarts. They can't come up with a more creative and thought and crazy way to figure out. I would. You shouldn't even. Why would you even tell your girl? Yeah, I robbed somebody for you. I would have said, "Get off." Even at even at a young age in high school, I would boogie. I would be like, "You what?" <laughs> My grandpa would say, "You better get your little ass." <laughs> My grandpa did like. Boy, I got to tell this story. <laughs> Y'all don't have little stories on here. When I was a kid, my one of my girlfriends, we was like in the eighth grade, okay, and she would call herself going with one of my old school. I've been knowing this kid since, since we were grade school, okay, but he was very troubled, had a lot of issues and everything like that. So he was fighting. <laughs> This particular friend of mine, they were going together. How they said we were going together. They whooping her ass and everything. And I remember coming home, and I was running home because it was kids. You know, when kids would fight, it'd be groups, you know, groups of people around and stuff. And one, no, it was the only person I helped. I had a a, a, a brother at the time, same brother. Like he was very close, and he, he he broke up the fight, but he had to go, and he he and he stopped it. But he was real people. A lot of people were scared of him and stuff like that. But that's not that was. That was my heart. He really was a sweet guy. But he wasn't the one fighting, but he broke up the fight and everything. But as they went they went on down the road, they started fighting more. And this was somebody I knew. And it was all my friends, everybody was out terrified, like, oh, no, trying to bring it out. And so I'm coming home, and my grandfather usually didn't get home from school. Like, when I got home from school, it would take my grandfather usually another hour or so to get home from school. <laughs> right? That that day, my grandfather's car was out front. I was like, oh! And I remember my door being up top. I'm running up the steps. I'm saying, Papa, Papa! And my grandfather comes running down the steps. And he's so hard for me. Such and such is getting beat up. Such and such is beating her up or whatever. And my grandfather's like, what? And he, my grandfather is at that time. He's big and burly and stuff. I remember him coming out the, out the house, coming down the steps. All the kids are around. Everything. My grandfather pushing people out the way. He grabbed her by his collar and said, little motherfucker, what you doing hitting on girl? <laughs> Get your ass out of here. <laughs> That's my papa. My papa would not have had nobody 
and he would have never been able to make it to our house and then, like come over to just hang and talk. And I think my grandfather would have even thought there was a light, even a little bit of. And my grandfather was shot. My grandfather was. My grandfather had such a temper. He would been sick. So I knew that. I knew not to. Fuck. I was like, I know, because I'm gonna get somebody fucking killed around here. <laughs> And he was, he knew it too. He was like, yeah, we might don't play. So that's how you young girls that helps when you have a parent that teach you that that shit ain't cool. It ain't cool they no drugs. It ain't cool to date nobody that's gonna rob somebody for thirteen dollars and give it to you. She said like that's so many. So some little girl out there thinking that shit's so many that sexy fucking red say with her dumb ass. Okay, she's spreading dumb shit around. Okay. Y'all, I'm scared. I'm just scared for the future. Okay, I had parents that helped me to see shit when shit wasn't right. Okay, like my grandma used to tell me, they ain't gonna be telling you move over. So I can shoot him with me. They shoot both everybody. <laughs> so like you know, I had people to, to to show me that that's not the right thing. But there's a lot of babies out here nowadays that don't that still living in these hoods in America, who still living in poverty and look up to chicks. Like this chick right here. Because they can identify with the look, the eye energy, everything. This is bum ass shit she talking. It's bum ass shit. And I am Jesus. This is scary. It's I, to even hear somebody in their mind think. I just thank God. And I was in the crack era, too. Just thank you, Lord. I got to thank God for my grandparents. Because my grandpa, I used to be like, my grandpa. And he let my grandpa do because he knew. He was like, I knew you today because I know. I know they know me. But not only did they know my grandpa, they knew my daddy and my daddy said. <laughs> It's all crazy. <laughs> Did nobody want? And then my grandpa, all my grandpa's brothers. Oh, God. Hey, I was so glad I had protection. I had men to say, uh-uh. That don't mean I didn't do no dumb shit. I tried to do some dumb shit. But when I child, this guy was like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Thank God. But everybody ain't got no protection. Everybody ain't got that. Everybody ain't got you know, and these days, these kids are trying, these dudes and stuff out here trying to deal. Back in the day, they would be scared of certain people on the block. They'd be like, you know, people like my grandfather, they'd be like, shit, Mr. Levi ain't no joke. <laughs> That's an OG. Uh, her daddy ain't no joke. That's an OG for real. That's a G. <laughs> That's all, right? So, it was, so you, but a lot of girls don't got that. And they listening to this dumb broad right here or this caricature of a dumb broad. Talking about it's romantic. The most romantic thing a man ever did for me was drink, steal, bribe somebody, and give me thirteen dollars. I, I still and that thirteen sticks out to me. It's witchcraft, wicked, just terrible. It's just it's just a it's some sick shit going on. I listen. Just watch a baby. Because don't let them be socially engineered by dumb shit. If you got to keep this sexy red shit away and all that, then y'all, y'all, you got to talk to your babies about it. But keep, watch what, 
Lord, watch what comes into the eye gate, child, because this is crazy, okay? This is crazy talk. Sad. You know, I almost think it was a joke. At first I was like, I thought it was one of that that unfunny black lady sketch show because they used to do shit like this. (laughs) But now it was real. Crazy. That's horrible. It's just crazy. <laughs> and people were so. It's, I'm so glad because so many people were really going. Somebody said this. This person said breadwinner died. Said cats. They really trying to push this ratchet ghetto shit now. <laughs> oh, us trying to normalize the stereotypes they already put on folks. And listen, let me tell you something. I I grew up in the hood in the in the hood in the what they consider the ghetto. And we like my, we would last because in Kansas City when you grew up in the Midwest it wasn't like the East Coast growing up like growing up in the East Coast or even the South or or um, the West Coast because in the West Coast like some of that like you go and like they you come in their house and you drop out the back door like you, <laughs> I mean you know what I'm saying real smart but in the in the in the Midwest. It was very different. Like, so, like, you had parts of the ghetto. You had hood, hood, and then you had in the ghetto, then you had the nice part of the hood. I mean, you got that, and you had that in certain parts of L.A. Like, you know, certain parts of South Central were nice and stuff like that. But still, people would come, like, if you came from the East Coast to our hood, you'd be like, damn, y'all living good. <laughs> y'all, is this a mansion? Because I remember, you know, being a kid and going on the East Coast, you know, they would be like, what they do? Oh, my God, is it all projects? No, no. So it was our perception of the hood, but it was still a lot of, it was hood shit going on, but it was, it, we just had a different kind of hood. It was a much nicer hood compared to y'all living in the Montana jungles and stuff and shit like that, but we still had ratchet shit and all that stuff. But you had you still had a lot of people that that was good people and it wasn't it didn't it hadn't went all the way over to like it hadn't went all the way over yet when it got deep in the cracks like when it started getting real crazy we used to have PCP individuals walking around and all that stuff that oh that shit that PCP shit you scared the shit out of me like, but like ratchet and so, so but you it was only twenty percent of the ghetto making the hood making it real bad for everybody. I, it was 20% of this kind of shit going on. Mm-hmm. And it's still like that today. A lot of people that live in these neighborhoods, the what, little hoods are left. Because uh, that, uh, what's some column hasn't got? Um, uh, uh, that they have, where they haven't moved all the black people out in these cities. Uh, there's a lot of good people there. And this is just ratchet behavior. This ain't even hood behavior. This is ratchet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We call it hood behavior because it's, born, it's bred in poverty and stuff like that. But this is just ratchetness, okay? This is that's just uh, it's nothing sexy or romantic about somebody causing trauma to another person to bring you something. Crazy! It's nutty. We we live in a nutty world. So Twilight Zone, I keep telling y'all, I keep telling y'all, but y'all don't believe me. I keep telling y'all we in an episode of the Twilight Zone. 
I don't believe. I mean, just it's just a continuous loop. <laughs> okay, y'all. When we come back, we gotta talk more. We gotta talk about Steve Harvey out here and the rumors are steaming, are picking up. See, they picking up about you and Marjorie not being together allegedly. And we're going to talk about Tyrese and this argument with the Breakfast Club, child. Now I kind of almost am on Tyrese's side a little bit. No, 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 no. I want to guess for real, for real. Like I said, we're going to talk about it. I might be a little bit on Tyrese's side. We'll get to it. All right. So we'll get back and I'll come, um, and I'll give y'all a minute. We'll, I'll give y'all a break for a minute, and then we'll come back, and we'll get into all of this. Anyway, let's hear uh, Babyface and LMA keep on CC show. I'm Carlotta. It's late night. We up having a discussion, child. Hot topics. I've been y'all another hot topic show, okay? All right. I'll be back in a moment. Every day like the first day, still get butterflies, oh yeah Middle of the night, we all the way, baby, baby Ain't no looking around in first place, so I love him even more in his worst day He's always there for me, and I don't know why He don't ever give up, put me on and above, yeah But every time he does, I'm right back at I keep some falling in
All right, you guys, we are back on the Colada Tab with show, Late Night Hot Topics. I am talking, and you know what? I just thought about something. I just, I remember hearing in that interview with Maxwell this week, this is what I want to say. Hold up. He said in South Africa, he couldn't leave South Africa without playing. Let's not play the game. I said, do I got to go? Let me just say, anybody who knows Maxwell, you're not my face, okay? Do I got to go to South Africa to hear let's not play the game? Live? Damn. Some of us in America want to hear Let's Not Play the Game. That is the sexiest damn video, one of the best videos ever. <laughs> do, do I got to go? I don't know what. What's the thing? Why we can't hear? Can I play, replace? I'm in the zone. <laughs> Pull down the shades. Let's drink living room. Can we hear Let's Not Play the Game? Damn it, I'm hot. I was mad. I was mad. I said, damn, well, if I go on the boat, am I going to get to hear Let's Not Play the Game? Yeah, if you tell me I'm going to get to hear Let's Not Play the Game, if I go on the boat, if I get to hear Let's Not Play the Game, and Coco, what's the Coco Girl? I can't say the same. And, 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 and matrimony, I'm coming. If I get to hear all three of them, I'm on my way on the boat. Live, I can see him live. He did do matrimony one year though, like in 2018. I saw him or something. I was like, Is he seeing matrimony? <laughs> I think he's the whole thing, like saying it. I said, like, Oh, shit. and I did get to and I got to see this woman's work twice. <laughs> but if I can hear them three times, if you put a little video out, a little thing out, say, Yes, you will get to y'all will get to hear. Let's not play the game, Coco Cure. I'm definitely did. That's a highlight. I'd have to see that. That's unbelievable. I mean, like, yeah, I got to sit to see this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm back on the CC show. Okay, let's get into Steve Harvey. Man, Tasha K. Tasha K said it. Uh, uh, and today, Sherelle said it all, too. About the Steve Harvey T out here, his bloggers setting it off about the Steve Harvey T in the streets, okay? Now, the streets have been talking, 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 talking. Natasha K already had put out the T about Steve Harvey allegedly having an affair with the vegan chef, some people are saying. I don't know. And the word on the street is allegedly. Y'all got to hear Tasha K talk about it, but the allegedly the word on the street, and a lot of people are saying, not just Tasha K, but this, I've been hearing a lot of people saying. Now, people were saying Margie was cheating with the bodyguard, okay? Big, which is one of Steve's best friends, the alleged story out here, the big, big, I forget what his name is. I found that hard to believe because y'all was calling Marjorie a premium gold digger, and I'm going to talk about premium gold diggers in a minute. But then I had to think about it, and Marjorie's, the so-called history of Marjorie, because it made me change my mind that that might just that's my fear, okay? And I only there's only reason why there's only one reason I I don't I think I doubt she would throw the bag out, but then again I don't know. So, but we're gonna talk about we'll get to that in a minute. Okay? So the rumors were the rumors were, remember Cheryl? Okay, they came, Steve came out this week about because Cheryl got caught. Cheryl Shirley, his co-host. Went on, went to prison to see her man who's allegedly in jail. Her ex man, a man, I don't know whatever's going on there for a lot of, supposed to be in jail for a lot of stuff. And she was talking about Steve Harvey's house and talking about how they they got to go around the house. And she was saying, 
that Marjorie wasn't there, and that's the reason they got to go around. And she was talking about all the stuff in their house, like they had a sauna, and Marjorie got a place to do her hair, and all that stuff, because Marjorie wouldn't let them go around the house if she was there, right? Man. They said Steve was some the rumors was out here that Steve was saying that Marjorie was away and all this stuff. But the rumors are that Marjorie is gone. And they married, they it means it's cheaper to keep her. Allegedly. But this week Steve done heard all these rumors and he's tired of y'all. And Steve is here to defend the fort, okay? Steve is saying, hey. I quit talking about his wife. Let's listen, okay? He said she wanted to get married in 2007. I told her too soon. I, I got to get some stuff together. She said, what? I said, baby, I ain't really got nothing. I'm trying to build. She said, I'm going to get in there and build with you. We got married in 2007. Do you know what I was doing in 2007? Nothing. Oh, man. So Steve Harvey said he had a... Okay. And um, Marjorie looks at us as the help. And right here and now. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Because I don't need equipment. Okay, you guys. Hold on. Okay, that was the first Steve talking about Marjorie was with him to help him build. Now, if I can recall in 2006 and 2007, Steve, you had a little bit of money. Because I remember that ex-wife being pissed. <laughs> Mary. Mary Harvey was pissed. Okay. She was pissed about how that shit went down. Okay. The second wife, right? Mary, Mary Harvey was out here dropping tea everywhere. Okay. And she got duped allegedly, okay? Some of the stuff she said that happened to her in the divorce proceedings. I mean, like, boom, she got really duped, right? And, you know, she's the mother, I think, of two, one or two of Steve's kids. She's the one that even told about how Marjorie was married to two dope, allegedly two dope-dealing cousins. Okay. One of them already out here in wrote a book. He just got out of jail. He got out of jail not too long ago. Snakes in the grass or something like that. Tosh K interviewed him. You got to go over there and check that interview out. I think that's, is that what's her name's daughter? One of them, somebody's daddy. I don't know if that's, what's her name's daddy? Is that, is that Lori's daddy? I'm not sure. But apparently Steve was a major come up. Okay, Steve was like, I'm mad. Marjorie, Marjorie, you smart as hell. That's what I'm talking about. Go from drug dealer. She wanted to, nothing is ghetto shit. <laughs> now, they weren't like the drug dealers. Now, what I'm hearing, the word on the street, allegedly, is that these dudes weren't drug dealers like, you know, the dude on the corner. These were like ghosts in power. But Marjorie said, enough of this street shit, okay? <clears throat> I'm about to go up here to Steve Harvey. Now, Steve is talking about, I ain't, she ain't, I ain't had no money, no Steve. You didn't have as much money. I'm going to help you build Steve, 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 Steve. 
Oh my God, I got to teach y'all what gold dig. Because y'all think that gold diggers are people who, who won't help you build. Oh my God, I can't. I got talk. I've met them. I've met I've met premium gold diggers in my time. Okay, I have. And I, 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 I listen. What I learned from the, them girls, them girls got game on top of game. Okay, but you got to be a, have a sense of coldness to it though. The game. Okay? I, and Stephen, because he helped her build. They don't mean she was a gold digger. Steve, that doesn't mean that. Okay. Now, apparently how this stuff got started, got more intense, is because Cheryl was on the phone. Cheryl, his, 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 uh, his co-host, talking to her man in jail. And, the, the, you know, if you, if you go to talk to anybody in jail, know that they record you, right? So somebody allegedly dropped the recording, okay? So let's hear this. And this is from uh, Yam Stacy's uh, show, okay, on YouTube. So let's take a listen, okay? Okay, y'all can go over there and check that out. Check his full thing on the Steve Harvey and Shirley uh, talk. Where I Shirley had to apologize, but that's what a lot of people think that 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 Marjorie's not there. Apparently, there's another lady. But hey, I ain't my business. I'm here anyway. 
now on these streets is just, I mean, because y'all can go over to Tasha K and hear full story, okay? But I'm hearing the tea is, and I've heard this tea uh, a little bit more. Listen, let me just say this, okay? Let me just, Marjorie, if you dropped a bag with the bodyguard child, and that was, that's what I see Best friend, girl, you crazy, okay? Okay, maybe, and maybe you didn't graduate from the drug dealing shit like I thought. You know the street shit. She might not be in her mind, right? I thought Margie was smarter than that shit. I thought more because y'all saying Margie was a premium A gold digger because I've met premium A gold diggers and they smart as fuck. You will never see they asses coming. Premium A gold diggers have families with money. No, no, that's true. Yes, they do. I knew a girl I, who was a big part of the family, a white girl I used to know. Beautiful, blonde, white girl, part of a big-time family. I will not say her name. Premium gold digger. Family got money, okay, but she a premium, baby. Okay. And what premium gold diggers look for, they're not just looking for money, okay? Money is very important. Okay, but they looking like for something that has the strong potential, not potential like y'all look at. Like he gonna be a a a a a a dentist, but he over there he been he been running around selling drugs for the last ten years, but one day he's saving up for dentist school. No, you have to show them strong potential. Okay, like Steve Harvey. Okay, Steve. You had a name already, okay? That's far better than what Marjorie had, okay? Marjorie dealing with them street dudes uh, and stuff like that. She ain't had to look over her back, look around the corner, or none of that no more with you, okay? Okay, you was legitimately, you legitimately had a name in show business. Of course she going to help your ass build, okay? And what I mean by that, y'all, is think when I say, when I say think uh, gold digger, I say think Monica from Girlfriends, okay? Uh, uh, Tony Childs from Girlfriends. Those are premium gold diggers. Y'all be thinking about Insta Thoughts and, and groupies and stuff. They are not gold diggers. Go Insta Thoughts and, and, and they, they're not, they, 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 uh, that's not that. Okay, so let me let y'all hear. Let me see. Let me see if I got a, like a, a little Girlfriends clip so y'all can see a little bit of Monica. show y'all the part about uh hold on okay so in the background they show tony okay i can't y'all can't really see it but in the background they show tony 
I'm going to put this up on the Carlotta Travel Show so y'all can understand what a gold digger is. But in the background, she just said something about William going to get this expensive debt. And Tony's in the background on the phone. She ain't even arguing with her. Tony's like, it's a fail with it. One effort, too. <laughs> Tony's that same thing that Monica is. Monica was a drop. She drove William to be the, a better lawyer. Monica was like, you going to get this cash up in here. Anytime that my, uh, uh, he looked like he was about to fall apart, Monica was there keeping that shit together. She was going to walk out the door. She sensed any weakness, right, you know, in the financial department and anything like that. M- Monica cared for William, but Monica was a premium A gold digger, okay, meaning that she was looking for the gold diggers look or what some people would consider today high pergamus. Sprinkle, sprinkle, chick. What's her name? The she raven. Y'all love, everybody loves so much. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Uh, yeah, that, that's gold digging. Okay? Gold digging is not groupies out here talking about, can you buy me a Birkin bag? Uh, gold digging is not uh, girls who's uh, Insta thoughts dancing in the club and dudes on Phantom and built them up and stuff like that. No. Gold diggers, be, they be really, they already usually have the lifestyle. And they just want somebody to add to it. They look for legacy, power, estate, <laughs> and they're very good at what they do. You will not detect them, most of them. I've met high-skilled ones, okay? And a lot of times they don't have no love and game. Okay? They may love a little bit, but security is a game, okay? So, and some of them do love. Okay, that's not that not all of them. Do. Some of them are in love with they with they that person. Okay, but for them, but their gold diggers will they are very the true true ones are nothing like y'all make these girls out to be today. A lot of these girls, them girls are dumb. Okay, they doing hood stuff and all that stuff. Like a gold digger would never be too much giving up unless he was a play man, a player already. Like, in, in everything like that, if they are having affairs, they're very careful. Or they create some energy of an open relationship and stuff. I, y'all have met, that's why I say people have never met real gold diggers. Real gold diggers, they will sign prenuptial agreements, have their own lawyers on deck. <laughs> one time with a girl who was not a goat, like she's on her way. She's premium. Okay. It's beautiful table. And she told me, she's like, uh, she said, she said, yeah, no, when I, because she, she was working, had a very established job. She has a lot of her own business. Okay. And she said, uh, no, when I get married, I'm, she was dating a rich guy, a very wealthy guy. And she said they had been talking about marriage and she explained to him that she is that they decided to get married, and he agreed because he wanted to get married. She wasn't so sure yet, but she he wanted children, and she said that will cost you. <laughs> oh yes, I was there like what. How much is it going to cost? Well, I have to take time away from my work schedule. I have my own businesses. But he was far richer, right? Far wealthier. I said, wow. He 
she's like, that cost, that's time off work. That's time I have to spend raising a child. That is time that, uh, and that is besides if we divorce, besides the, um, besides the, uh, you know, the, the, the monthly, uh, allocation for child support. It was like 1.5 a baby. Beautiful. 27. I was like, shit. Why? What kind of game was I learning? I was like, And she was saying, I have to think about it, though, because I don't know if I want to live where he's at. And she had more options. She had lots of rich guys. Real good. That is mad crazy. Traveled the world. I was like, damn. I said, shit. I mean, you know, if I can get back out in these streets, I'm going to have to be looking for a 75 year old. <laughs> and do that too. You know, because it's the young girls that can do that. Because the young girls, see, if you're an older girl like me, see, you catch game, catch game, catch game real quick. Because it's a, it's a lot of hypergamous chicks out here who will tell y'all how to do this nowadays. If you're an older chick and you're getting back out here and you're back in these dating games and stuff like that. Okay, so if you got a dude that's like, you know, it's very seldom, like women over 45, it's harder to have a child. Even though more women in their 50s and stuff like that, I've known are, people 51, 52 are having children. Do they are. I've known a couple of people who've done that, right? Um, that happens, <laughs> right? But it's, 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 it's pressed. Like, so when you have a lot of men who are older, like older, men your age, if you're a 51-year-old woman and you're single out in these streets and there's a guy who's like 48 or 49 and, you know, he doesn't have any children, well, it's highly unlikely he's going to want to deal with you because you may can have children, you may cannot, and you may not want them at that point. You're like, what's that? I don't want I'm 50, 50, you think I'm Janet up in here? Somebody might be like that, right? Janet probably has special help. I don't know. You know, they got you got money. You can get special help. But if you if you want a wealthy guy, they tell older women if you're 50, 45 and older, you go for the older dude. You go for the 65, 70, being married, uh, divorced, just want some a companion to travel the world with, look at stuff, learn and shit. <laughs> what? Who's not? That's what people say the scholastic, what the scholastic chick was. The one from the scholastic, uh, she, she, she inherited the whole empire from old dude. <laughs> scholastic chick, she, she did. She, she inherited the whole empire. She didn't even leave his family anything. Okay, she was like in her late 40s when, and she had been his mistress for like 20 years. No, they said 10 or 15 no, 10 or 15, allegedly. Yeah. She had not children. She got all this money. She had all this money. She had all this state. And he died. Everything. <laughs> right? But they, that's what they tell women in the dating scene. That's what the, 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 the gold digging. They say, hey, you get out here. 
the 50-year-old dudes is less likely to deal with you, especially if you've always seen them deal, like 60. If you're a 51-year-old woman and you want to do every now and then, you might get a dude if you've been married and stuff like that and got kids and stuff like that, but usually they want younger, especially if you see somebody with a track record of dating younger, right? So they say for women and it's older, you go for the older guy like the 65, the 70-year-old, the 75-year-old. You know, my, shoot, I, I got out in these streets. I'd be looking at Jeff Bezos. <laughs> he, he get married, though, wasn't he? he oh, 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 all right, who else? I'd be, I'd be out, just, you know. I remember I was uh, with these older uh, women when I was young, of a, a friend of my ex-boyfriend, his family, and they, they used to love him. He, he was really close. Even at our brother, I remember all the women, it's like five of them, five or six of them. They used to have this little group and stuff. And they said, my honey, when our husbands die, we going rich and white. <laughs> and I used to laugh so hard. But they were so serious. I said, how y'all know they going to die first? So they said, like, honey, we keep up our health and health and stuff. And it would be, be, it just be hilarious. But they was well-to-do women anyway, right? But it was it was so funny to hear them. But they, I, they had that attitude, too, of you go older not you don't got necessarily go white, but you older and and somebody because if you're older out there, it's harder for you to date. So that's a little tea for you older girls who might be getting that, but you might be divorced or getting back out in the streets, and you saying, "Dang, to me and my age, I'm having a hard time." They say go older, okay? You know because usually you know maybe he's like you know. Uh-uh-uh. 45 and you 45 and he ain't, he ain't had no kids and he gonna be like oh you know I, I want kids you know whatever and you know you might can't deliver so he probably gonna be looking for a 30 year old you know a 25 year old something like that right and this particular young lady I knew she was dealing with older not too old but old that were old and wealthy like maybe about 35 40 so that's what premium gold diggers do. That's how they live, okay? That's, that's what I'm just saying. So, see, I'm not so sure that Marjorie, y'all, the way y'all talking about Marjorie, Marjorie dropped her bag for the bodyguard child. Well, yeah, no, wait a minute, because Marjorie might be tired. If Marjorie might be tired, Marjorie may have gotten all she got, supposed to got out of the So maybe so. If y'all saying Marjorie out in these streets, allegedly done left. If people saying that it's just cheaper to keep her, and just be separate, living somewhere separate because it won't mess up his brand, has this relationship guru because he's already had two divorces, so a third one wouldn't even look that great. That's what y'all saying in these streets, allegedly, okay? That's what I'm hearing in these streets, <laughs> okay? Steve is saying he tired of y'all talking about his wife, though, okay? I don't know. But people are saying that, that that's all a front and that, that, that the real tea is there's already another lady. <laughs> now he went older Wait, like Steve Harvey Like Steve Harvey is good for you older girls Like he's single, if he gets single You see, that's what That's what That's what, that's what uh, uh, what, 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 What's her name here? Because she had already had what, what, How many children? Ooh, Lord, what's her name got? He, some people say he was Captain Saberhope Because she was down there, she had three to four She had already three or four kids uh, Marjorie he changed Marjorie's shit. Marjorie's beautiful, though. See, that's what you can do. Marjorie, has, Marjorie already had four kids. She made him adopt. They said allegedly he adopted all them kids, okay? Grown kids. That's, that's, 
That's coochie gang right there. <laughs> Shout out to Marjorie. Marjorie might be premium, eh? I don't know. But she learned a lot, okay? Or that man just wanted her, okay? So it is what it is. All right, y'all. So, you know, whatever. We see what happens. We'll see. Time will tell, okay? Time will tell. Okay, let me get out here talking about these Tyrese, okay? Child Tyrese and DJ Envy. And everybody has been going at it. Tyrese showed up on the Breakfast Club. DJ Envy was all upset with him. Let me talk about it. Let's pull it up, child. He's upset with him. Uh, Charlemagne had been upset with him. I guess this was this Breakfast Club that that he had showed up on. They were all trying to, you know, know, apologize again. And I know Samantha, like, thank you, Jesus, that DJ Envy then took the smoke off of me. But DJ, apparently when Tyrese came over on here, it really uh, was uh, caused a, a lot a big controversy. Okay, so let's see if we can pull uh, Tyrese up on here. Okay, so can I it up? Oh, I kind of had it up, y'all. So hold on. Okay, here it is. This is the first one, okay? So, let's listen. Looked each other in the eye. I thought we hashed everything out. I thought, I, so thought, I thought the conversation was what it was. Tyrese goes on Instagram. He keeps fueling things. Now you're responding to it. I'm just, now you got gear involved. Nah, you know what it is? Right, 800-585-1051. Breakfast Club Court. I don't even know what we in Breakfast Club Court for. Tyrese was up here. Yes, we had a long conversation. At the end of the conversation, he apologized. We decided to squash things out, yeah. right? People hear this stuff and says, as black brothers, that's what we need to do more of. Well, black and Dominican brothers. Black and brown. Tyrese's not Dominican. He's black. You are. No, I'm not black. But they said that, you know, at the end of the day, that's what brothers need to do. We have a, 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 a problem. It was a good wrong. conversation. It was a great conversation. Regardless of how you felt about the conversation, a lot of great topics were addressed. Correct. Mental health issues. Correct. Brothers holding themselves accountable. Correct. Knowing how to communicate and work things out. Correct. Tyrese ruined all of that. Right, he went on. I told him that Saturday. He he got into social media, and yeah. social media started hitting him. Because of you, because you told him you wanted to put something in his mouth. I said, I want to box his mouth. I said, what is it? box his mouth. He said, I want to box your mouth. I said, I want to box your mouth. I said, I should have boxed your mouth. You I said, box your mouth. You like Lil said. D. And I didn't say that. See, what? Thank <laughs> you. 
you know, there were times where I felt like he was extremely demanding of my time and of my attention, where if I didn't give him my time and my attention, he would get very angry, get very upset. At that time, I didn't feel as though he was going through any mental issues. I didn't feel as though he was facing any mental challenges at that time. I know that he does go through things, and I know that he has been on medication. Okay. So, because our time is limited. So, y'all, okay, so y'all heard Gia talking. Now, I'm going to take those photographs here, okay? Um, first of all, DJ Envy. <laughs> I like Gia. Gia seems like she's a slickster. <laughs> but I digress. You know, but I digress. Uh, listen, okay, listen, you know. <laughs> I mean, your wife has just got out of you. I mean, you guys became close to Tyrese because you was allegedly cheating. I mean, you was cheating on your wife, right? And you know who that was with, okay? So my thing is, I don't know how would you, I mean, Jill's talking to Tyrese, becoming close with Tyrese. I want, just my item wonder is was there any energy given off to Tyrese too that it may be a gut? That's what I said. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I see how Tyrese would be confused out of these streets. <laughs> so what? I, what you think? But well, from what he said a couple of years. I mean, when you tell that sexual part of your relationship, I mean, I can see where men will try that shit. Men will try. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey. Especially you got a beautiful wife. She is beautiful. Gia is beautiful. I'm sure Gia probably don't even tell you half the shit. <laughs> Gia seems like she cause she knows DJ Envy. She probably she got a lot of kids with Envy, so she probably know like shit, I ain't sure. But I'm pretty sure she still gets flirted with and stuff like that, okay? So I don't know. I'm gonna go with Tyrese on this one. In, in a little bit, I, I understand Envy's anger. I was first there on D, DJ Envy's side, but I really believe that there may have been something like a dynamic, maybe more going on that you didn't understand with Tyree and Gia. And I don't know where Gia's head was at that time. So I, she, I don't know. I just can't say. You know, I just. Mm-mm. But it was a strange. It was strange that Tyree got off of there. He acted like everything was cool, and then he got off and started trying to go back in on DJ. I'm like, why would you? I think Tyrese had to think about it, and then he was like, damn, they kind of dissed me or whatever. But Tyrese, you know what you did? Did you do? You know, and I know Tyrese can be emotional. He seems like like I, like I heard uh, uh, Tasha K tell you that. I agree. He can be very emotional. He can be very. Uh, 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 Looks like the man. I'm, he looks like he get downright mean, in my personal opinion. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if he had grew a bond with every Tyrese, and he, he might Tyrese might not have been being inappropriate. Maybe he just needed somebody to talk to, and a friendship and stuff like that. You know, because I can see him being like that. Like you know, I can see that too. So, but very interesting. <laughs> 
a mess out in these streets. Okay, God, I got so much more. We got so much more to talk about, y'all. I didn't get, I, I forgot, I, I didn't talk about, um, there was another one I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm going to have to talk about it another time because we're running out of time. But, child, yeah, you know, hey, it's happening. Mm-hmm. But she said, they said that their marriage was on the rocks, but Tyrese really actually helped them. Okay, Tyrese. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Some women be having them secrets now, DJ Envy, because he was out here in the streets. You never know what Dia might got in her pocket. He, <laughs> she'll never tell. And especially when she said told that time when she told that on that what show was that on when she said she hadn't had no thing in ten, fifteen years. Now that's a listen, no offense, Gia. I ain't trying to say anything that you are. But some people would take that as a call out. Men would be like, Oh some men would be like oh. some men would see that as a as an opportunity. <laughs> oh, they take your wife now. Don't believe that. Child, what's going on out of these kids? Them kids is probably you know too. <laughs> so I'm just saying, okay, yeah, you know, she because she seemed she came and kind of gave off that energy of like that you give that energy that women give when they saying this shit starts to crack. <laughs> when they say that shit, because she when she said that I hadn't had her argument in like ten, fifteen years. This was me and listening to seeing her like what you know that is a signal sometimes to other men. I mean, you, you know, sometimes it's women get, I'm not saying all the time, but I'm just saying some, she might have just been trying to talk about a relationship, but some men may take that as a signal as she's trying to call it saying, this is about to, I'm about to bust out of here. Yeah, this sucks. Okay, just saying what I gotta say. Okay, y'all, we have come to the end of the show. You guys, thank you for hanging out with me, listening to my hot topics tonight, doing it back to back. You all have a wonderful rest of your week. I may come on again. I may do YouTube. I may do YouTube this week for a, a, a little bit of a, 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 a hot topics. Okay, I'm out. I will see y'all. We're gonna leave out with "Don't Disturb the Screw System." It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. Y'all have a good one. Have a good night.
if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are listening to the archive show. Shout out to all my archive listeners. Thank you guys. I know how I feel about y'all. Thank you for listening to my show whenever you get time. I appreciate you. I'm glad y'all laugh, hear the rants, all of that. Tell your friends, tell your family, whatever. It's cool. Uh, I'll be be glad to entertain them too, okay? Hey, you guys, remember you can reach reach out to me on the Carlotta Chatwood Show Facebook page. You can always write to me like some of y'all do. And send me, uh, if you want to hear something on the show, if there's a story you'd like to hear me comment on, you're welcome to send me a message in the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. Uh, Also, you can hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram. You can also DM me there, too, if you want to talk about the show or anything you'd like to hear or see on the show. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's the Chatwood Show and Carlotta72. It's not Twitter. It's X. Man, I keep wanting to call that thing. Twitter is X now, okay? And then I got a threads and and all that. So I don't have to, you know, follow the clicks. Follow the clicks. You know, I said, I don't know what the threads (laughs) is. But I just, listen, I'm about to read something else. I just read some, one of the bloggers had something about plot twists with DJ Envy and uh, 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 Tyrese in it. And I'm going to see what the plot twist is. I don't know. Allegedly. Here's what I'll say about this. This is I'm going to end this with these, talking about these, these people real quick. My thing is that I remember I talked about here on this show a while back with Tyrese. I mean, t- during that time, I remember when they were trying to get their marriage, but they they had they have a podcast or something where they talk about their relationship. Very, I think they used to talk about their relationship and relationship issues and stuff like that. But it was a little bit after um, uh, they had the problems, but maybe a little bit after uh, they were going through the healing phase of their marriage. And there were a lot of things said that men can perceive that, uh, you know, that you might be ready to hit them, that Gia might have been ready to hit them streets. And so maybe, I know Tyrese is supposed to be your friend, but Tyrese might be testing his water so Gia do look like a Tyrese type. Look at Tyrese's other chick. <laughs> okay, so DJ Envy, you should have been eyeing that. Because you know he was out in these streets playing the field, okay? So you should have been making sure that she's still, you know, okay, I don't know. That relationship, that sounds weird to me. And then she told that story about the orgasms. And, you know, y'all had that story about the fantasies y'all be having. And y'all had fantasized about y'all friends and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Tyree thought it was okay. He thought we could get down with the get down. You know how it is in the industry. It'd be people get down with each other. It'd be people swapping. Okay? You know, so it was that far away. I don't know. But Tyrese, I want to hear Tyrese's side to this. If he, you know, if he, what he thought was inappropriate, if he thought he may have said something or done something inappropriate with G, I like to hear it. I, I can, I, but Tyrese, you can usually tell <laughs> where it's going to go. So it would be interesting, okay? But one thing I will say is Tyrese does look like, I mean, Gia does look like a Tyrese type, okay? Fact, right? You guys, thank you for hanging out with me. I'm leaving out here tonight. Have a good night. We're going out with Korean Baby Ray. Closer. See y'all. I don't want to give you up. I don't want to hold you up. I don't want to make you worse. I just know that I've had enough. I want you to travel with me. Let it loose and let your mind go free. Show you things that you never dream.
Papa. Uh-huh.